Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. Paulie Malanaji, Peter Collins, Brooklyn to the world. We're back for another week. We're, We're getting more and more consistent, and I'm, I'm in the studio more and more consistently. Fresh off a flight from Miami. Pete, what episode are we on? 47. 47. Right, Sounds right. Sounds right. 47. I'll check the archives. Consistency equals success. Is that what it is? Who, who told you that one? I don't know. It just sounds good. I tell it you does. what. I, I feel like it's true, too. Podcast, 100%. 100%. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's the guy. The yeah. guy be every Seth week. Seth gets our ratings. Seth's guy, Seth's guy, he you know, they always say, they say, oh, they say you should do this. Who's they? they? Who the fuck is they? Is right. But yeah. Seth, Seth, Seth is the says. they of, of podcasts. I'm the they of podcasts. Yeah. So we, we just refer to you when it comes to... Um, statistical facts and analysis. Yeah, or those right. people, or the Jews. Let's not get into that again. <laughs> I'm going to build a wall in yourself. the studio. How about that? <laughs> and line you're going to pay for it. <laughs> CBS <laughs> is going to pay for it. You're out of order. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so what's on the order of the agenda so today? You got, Pete? You, I'm a little, a little actually, fresh off the flight. You're I'm fresh still off tired. the flight. I'm eating a salad. You're eating a salad. You could do that. I look like Marcos Maidana. Yeah, not that bad, but I'm heavy. Go ahead. You are heavy. Yeah. Uh, why don't Thanks, cuz. You, you're light, though. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> pot called, the pot called the kettle black. Hey. Can you imagine this guy? <laughs> I'm allowed to be this way. All right. So what's uh, going on? We actually are honored and privileged to have the jefe, the boss, our boss, is in the studio with us. Mr. Steven Espinosa. You, the way you, you, the way you were introducing him, I, I thought like, a chop. Like I was scared. Here. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, wait, who's here? I was like, Wait, damn. Was, uh, he is the jefe, though. He's no, the but the boss, the jefe. I thought you said we're gonna say Don of Dons, King of Kings. Yeah, bro. And Mas Macho Chapo was gonna walk in here. I would like to have Mas Chapo. Okay, so you're you're on. What we say? Forty six. This is number forty six. Forty seven. Forty seven. So, Paulie, do you remember when I called you? What's it? It's got to be. Wouldn't this start a year. A, year. a year ago? Yeah, a little over a year ago. You and called. I was like, "Let's do a podcast." Let, sure you know, and you, it was like, you're like, uh, I'm not really sure. Like, yeah. we'll do it." If you had asked me at that point, he was going to make it to 47. <laughs> I would have said, "No, yeah. no, <laughs> no chance. Oh, you know making a 47 <laughs> podcast." Yeah, because I remember Stephen. You know, I, I I wasn't sure I could commit to something like that. And then I said, honestly, I can't talk by myself for an hour. I mean, I can talk, but not like that. And I said, uh, you know, that's when I thought the idea. You know what? I think Pete will be good for something like this, you know. Because I remember uh, certain people were th- tossed around. I remember uh, people talked about like getting Sway Calloway here and uh, uh, getting uh, 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 Ed Lover and shit. Remember Pete? You're talking about music. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't sure like, I could vibe with them. I mean, they're cool people, but I, you know, I don't know them like that, you know. So I said, you know what? Let me so get he Peter talked Collins. to all those guys first, and then he was like, nah. I'll, <laughs> I said, you know what? Resort, I'll, I'll go do to it. Pete, right? I'll do it if Peter Collins does it. Right. Peter Cards is here, and then Steven, you're here now, and, and here, here we, we are. are. Here, here we, we are, are a year later. Forty-seven episodes later. Mm-hmm. A, it must be really something important for you to come visit us, Steve. Oh no, no, I'm, I was just offended that I hadn't gotten invited up to now. <laughs> you know what it is? Usually, Steve, we haven't had that many. Yes, we talk so much. That uh, the, we feel like the guests take away from our shine. I got, I got, I got so we feel most like sixty seconds of material. Yeah, maybe. no, no, no. <laughs> we're not out where we got you here. We got to give you the time. But you know, the reason we don't, we always have to 
realize oh, do we really want guests all the time because then you know we don't get to talk and you know, we like to hear ourselves talk I, I don't know I, I suppose right. I'll listen I like that too I have nothing else going on in my life but this <laughs> podcast I, this is my time to shine right here alright you know? so, so right now instead of talking I'm going to keep eating my salad why don't, yeah. you, why don't we get into it with Steven what's going on what, why don't we talk about what's going on and why Steven well, is here let's first of, yeah exactly um, so Steven for our listeners there's not that many you know but they're loyal, loyal listeners, and they're boxing fans. What are you talking about? We're growing at a crazy rate. It's a joke, sir. Thank yeah. you. Keep it, hi- keep it hype, man. All right, cool. Oh, it wasn't fun. Aha! Aha! <laughs> um, Taste the soup. Taste the soup. What's wrong with the soup? Um, but yeah, I've actually been going through uh, boxing withdrawal. I'm, I'm an addict, you know, and, and especially when it comes to fights, I always have people over the house, and now... You know the New Year started. Well, you could you could explain it better than in detail than anybody else. The budgets come in. You're scheduling, right? How how does it work? And well, we, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that in Polly, you know, Polly's to blame for some of this. Polly huh? and the other fighters. Let me tell huh? you why. Look, he already making a face. No fighter wants to train wet During over Christmas, Christmas, right? Exactly. Well, you're right. So so the minute somebody says, "I want I want you to do a fight," the second week of January, the first week of February, everyone's like, no, no, I can't do well, it. You know what it is, though? Cause we've done it throughout the amateurs, even early in our pro careers. You just fight whenever you can. So once you feel like you're in a, a position of a... I say royalty's a bit too high of a step, but Comfort. a position of of, uh, of having some leverage. Well, you you, you want to say, yeah. say, man, I want to enjoy Christmas. I miss so many Christmases. I want to enjoy my birthday. Yeah, how many, many times do you fight on enjoy your birthday or yeah. around it? Or yeah. Or even right after it, right, right after Christmas and mm-hmm. so, so yeah. So I, I get it. I, I get, I get from that end. So go ahead, continue, Steve. I don't want to cut no, you. No, off. no, no. That's uh, that's it's absolutely. There's certain only certain fighters who who will at this point. Deontay, you know, fought last January second week. Well, January. you know what, Deontay, heavyweights are different. They don't have to stop well, during Christmas. They don't have to make weight. They don't have to make weight. So, so I, I feel like heavyweights have the advantage. They should always fight during January or in January or whatnot. There you go. So th- that's why we ended up with Deontay, and then by the time you get to February. You know, people willing to train. Then all of a sudden, you're in March, and you got the basketball tournament, and you got 20 people every weekend watching basketball games, and no right. one's watching boxing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's one of the things. You know, sports on TV has become so insane. You know, when we did that Deontay uh, Deontay Spilko fight, mm-hmm. we were we we're competing with a with a, a football game that had 35 million people. Yeah, and that was a crazy game. That was, and it was an overtime package, game yeah, with Brett Favre. It, yeah. You know. And boxing. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the guy after fall. The guy. <laughs> yeah. That fucking idiot. You get idiot. to that yeah. point. You get to that. You know, get to a point. Your boxing is not at the point where you can compete with the NFL. Nothing competes with the NFL. Yeah. Right. So. Playoffs. But having said that, I think now that we're getting past March, I love April, May, you know, and June. I mean, June, you got the, the, the NBA playoffs. But April is a great month for boxing. May is a great month for like June. So we're getting into the meat of the schedule right yeah, now. I'm looking Dude, at it right now. I don't, I don't know about you, Steve. We also watch hockey. So we got the NHL playoffs. No, you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. But Nobody I'm, cares I'm about hockey. Uh, no, no. I do. I do. I do. But I'm looking at this, and I, I might overdose. We're getting, like you said, April is, is packed. Why don't we get into the schedule? So what's going on? We got April 9th, right? First, we got... April 9th. April 9th. April 9th. U.S. TV debut of, of Anthony Joshua. You know, I've been looking at film of him, looking at him more closely. He looks like a monster. I know you look at I mean, he's just huge. We were there in the O2 Arena when yeah. he fought. Uh, was White. William White, yeah. That, the guy is a savage. Not, not only is he a savage, but he's got an immense crowd support. Immense yeah, crowd he support. Does, no, he's, our, people, he's already, arguably, 
you know, the top or maybe second biggest star in the UK right now. Yep, 100%. Uh, I mean, at 15 and 0, 15 knockouts would not Sold really that show out in four days. Yeah, it's incredible. That's, that's crazy. Unheard of for a, a, a kid on the rise in the States. You'll never see that. And you, you know what? But at the same time, we got Charles Martin, who nobody knows anything about because, you know, he got his title. It was a freak injury. Not his fault. He just right. didn't have a chance. Oh. Didn't have a chance. So, you know, look, probably Charles Martin is probably one of the more athletic guys. that. And that's what I was going to say, Anthony Steve. Gonna I think, I think uh, what I like about uh, Martin is... He's got the size that I haven't seen Joshua in against yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a big guy, uh, you know, around the same height as Joshua. And he's got that athleticism. Uh, he doesn't always do things correctly or fundamentally sound, but he gets away with some of it because of his athleticism. And so something I, I noticed about Joshua in the fight with White was that he's, he's a bit stiff sometimes. So a guy who's a little bit more fluid may be able to trouble him. White didn't have the size. He did trouble him a little bit. I want to see now how Martin's fluidity combined with the size it's a bit of another step up. Obviously, right. it's for the IBF title, so it's got to be a step up. But also, you throw in the southpaw stance, and I think we got um, ourselves a pretty good fight. Obviously, you know, you got to favor Joshua. He's at home. He's a big got the big fanfare, the Olympic gold medal and whatnot. But, you know, we have not seen Joshua at this level yet. You know, it's, it's part There's of the rise. There's question marks on both sides. That's yeah. why it's interesting. And, and right? Joshua got hurt with a shot last fight. Yeah. You yes, know? he did. Clearly he did. hurt, you know. so And so I it, said that, too. He's got to work on defense. I'm, I'm excited about the fight. I really I really am. It's not one of those Joshua fights where it's like, ah, uh, you know, this Who's guy's going to pack fighting? it in. Yeah, exactly. Charles Martin is hungry just like Joshua's well, hungry. I, I like his naiveness, too. The, <laughs> there's a certain oh. swag. Martin. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just like... No, I hit him and he went down. They're like, no, 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 his knee. But yeah, that was because I hit him. No, no, no. <laughs> he tore his knee. No, 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 no it was because I hit yeah, him. I, I, hit right. him I also like when two young fighters, speaking of naiveness, when two young fighters get in against each other with so much on the line so early because you lose that as you get as you get older as a fighter. You when jaded. you go through the tough fights and you get jaded. When you're young and you're undefeated and you, and you have that part of your career, you just want to burst through through the wall, you know, and, and you have that I'm going to be the superstar mentality, and it's almost a naive mentality, even because most guys are not going to become superstars, but you still have that dream, and you don't want to let it go, and, and you'll bite, claw, tear at, whatever, to not let go of that dream, so when you got two guys like that getting in the ring with each other, you know, you're going to get the best out of them, no matter what the, the no matter what level they are, and Joshua Martin, for me, a pretty good level, you're going to get the best out of these two guys. And I, I think that makes for a good fight. And that makes for a more exciting fight because somebody's not going to pack it in at the first sign of uh, of, of, of uh, negativity. Yeah. So you're, you're right. not going to get like a like an Ortiz-Thompson type of thing? Like you're not going to get one of those where the fight's over before it started? Yeah. Well, you got, you, got, you got two guys who are equally matched. We'll just say that. I mean, you know, that's 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 what I'm proudest of, I think, of, of all the fights that we, we just announced, you know. There's two things. One, they're 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 top guys fighting top guys, mm-hmm. you know, and so that that's just not what I did. That's you know, fighters got to agree to that. Mm-hmm. Fighters yeah, and managers, promoters got to. Mm-hmm. But these these are equally matched. You know, I'd say two thirds of the fights here. I'm not sure how they're going to end. Man. But you know what? I'm not proud of Stephen. The fact that we're not going to England. Why? See, why I, I knew I was going to do this. I, I knew <laughs> I was do this. What's going on over so here? The Come on. Of time. I don't know. You you must hear this all the time too, Peter. I love the UK. My my fan. My UK fans. You know how much I love you. You know. You we're might, not coming UK to the UK. Fans. We're gonna you do. We're means? gonna we're you know, gonna do this. You know what that means? My UK fans. Can I blow you up? Can I blow you up? Can I blow you up? Go ahead. Cut it out later. I'll blow you up. Paulie's like where Paulie thinks we should broadcast fights from is entirely. About <laughs> what girls he wants to see. <laughs> oh, I, 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 it's been a while since I've been to the UK. You know, <laughs> my UK girls. Very, very professional. 
No, it is. Like you got to say, say it in a very professional way. But Paul, your fights in Germany. Oh, that's close. <laughs> He's but like, you know, you how do you network? You just keep your contact with everybody. You know what I mean? That's right. No, he, he has a network. He's like the Yankees. He has a phenomenal bullpen right now. <laughs> He's on the phone Give me with, out, Paul. with Andre Rabinsky, like convincing him we gotta go back no, to Russia. No, but I got, we gotta go I got friends over there too. That you know, they read. I got, I got, I got girls telling hitting me up saying what they're reading in the in the media and stuff like that. You know, I, when you talk. Me that they don't have an venue yet. I, I I got all my Russian chicks and I said, "Yo, find an article where this guy's actually announcing where the fight's gonna be." That's what I did. We don't have an f- announcement where the fight's gonna be. We're Rabinsky mm. with uh, Wilder and Povetkin, right? We just no, know he won no. the bid and it's gonna be in he Russia. But he has no a bunch of rumors. He yeah. has no venue. He has no city. No. Oh, we gotta we gotta set up over here at Showtime. You know, we gotta get visas. <laughs> is he? Is he? You know, and it's harder for me to get a visa it's, based it's on some uh, sketchy backgrounds <laughs> that they found for me. Is but, he like the guy from Qatar with the World Cup? He's just yeah, we're gonna do it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it's been so far. It's sort of like ah, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to my, it. Don't my worry. only ace in my sleeve is I have an Italian passport. I'm hoping I maybe I don't even need to apply like for a visa. Like there's a secret back door to yeah, Russia. Back door, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you don't need a visa with the whole EU thing. You know, who knows? Wants to meet right, exactly. He doesn't care about anything else. Yeah, he doesn't matter if you I'm do cool the fight Putin. or not. That's I support saying. Putin. But yeah. I don't have nothing against Putin. Him and Roy Jones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Roy too. Hey, listen. He's, he, um, Roy's my, my dude. You could be a Russian citizen. You could be a triple citizen then. I don't know. Can you have three citizenships? I already have two. I don't know. You might. No. You, be, you might be the first. Yeah. Triple crown winner. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Your wedding's coming up? Yep. I didn't get my invitation yet. You still didn't get it? No. Really? Are you going to just pull this till the end? Like, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, it's no. Peter Cards. Yeah. He's sleeping at work. You expect him to get your, your, <laughs> no, but your invitation? Not, uh, wait a second. Time. I'm not in charge of this stuff. <laughs> uh, the, the women are in charge of this stuff. Oh, boy. But no, I... With the wedding comes a bachelor party. Boom. What should we do? Rent a bus? Party bus, no? Woo! That what we do? Party, party bus. bus. I like that. Rent a party bus. Nobody has to worry about drinking and driving. Well, that's the least of your worries on a party bus, right? Are you kidding me? You're having a party on the bus as you go to different parties. Where do we get this bus? I don't understand. Where are we going to get this bus? We're going to go get a party bus. We got to know where to go. Busrental.com. Duh. Busrental.com They have party buses They got them all I didn't realize I thought busrental.com Was like uh, For like uh, The old ladies That go play bingo In Atlantic City (laughs) That too You could do that Yeah you could They get on the You can charter it For wherever you need Just go to busrental.com Right and they'll they'll, uh, You got a sports team You got to rent a bus For anything Even uh, if I want to get A crowd to my fights And we're not fighting Close to here Right Exactly Get a bus full of people Exactly That actually is convenient You know what's cool It's a US Coachways company So you know it's legit You know it's not like Some like random Like some douchebags Decided to make a company Like oh we do bus yeah. like they have legit drivers, right? It's yeah, it's, and it's, they know how to drive the bus. Yeah. They got motor coaches, party buses, limousines. They got whatever you want. So I mean, but it's it's cool because you never think about renting a bus, right? Now you, you listen to this, it's like, oh, that's easy, absolutely. Yeah. And even on a on a serious level, if you had like a team or something. You know, uh, the kids are playing soccer, the kids are playing football. I mean, you want to hook up your little league or something, or right. traveling, or yeah. be a traveling team. If you, you had a coach, say, yeah. if you had a coach, you set that up, and you don't have to worry about everybody. You know, you meet up at the bus and you go. Yeah, you you parents that you you followers that have a few extra bucks in your pocket and want to be a big shot, you know, you can you rent a team of bus or something. There right? you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big. That's a big. Busrental.com. Yeah. And it's good for last minute too. You got AAA on last minute. Busrental.com will get you there. To get on the road, get online. Busrental.com, a U.S. Coachways company. Save five percent using the promo code CBSBUS. CBSBUS. Is I that mean, all one word, or do you have a space it? 
they got a space here on this piece of paper, but I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you'll figure it out if you want to use the code CBSBUS. CBS I don't know if space bus. On. Yeah, CBS bus. Probably use a space. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, save 5%. Well, you're on the, on the sheet. It's CBS space bus. Yeah, try both ways. Try both ways, yeah. and you get 5% savings. Cool. You, you have a good time, and you're uh, everybody will have a good time. Uh, you'll get to travel together. You'll get to drink as much as you want because you're not driving, and you get the 5% savings. Be, what's better than that? Try both ways, like Peter Cartz. Boom. You're listening to former two-time world champion Paulie Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. But, but you know what? I'm gonna get back to that Joshua card because you like the Lee Selby, right? I love the Lee Selby Araconta fight. Love it. Really? Love the fight. You think Hunter can hang around with Selby? I think Hunter's a very good fighter. I don't think it's gonna. Be, now don't get me wrong. I get excited over just. Fights are competitive. I don't. I don't. I'm not the kind of guy that can just gets excited over. Oh, you know what? There's going to be a barn burner. I mean, it's probably not going to be a barn burner because neither guy is a is a a, a, a comer, so to speak, a, a brawler, so to but speak. It's tactical. But I feel like they're both two guys that who are on on a skillfully high level. You know, right. uh, I feel like Sub uses legs a little bit more. Uh, Hunter is a can stay in the pocket a little bit more and roll and and do those little uh, fancy little moves and counter you from where he's at. I I think it's a I think it's a very very interesting fight a very underrated fight. Uh, people talk about top featherweights, and there's very good featherweights out there. Um, but, you know, the the result of this fight, I'm not saying Hunter definitely wins, but regardless of how it ends, I think Hunter is going to... Th- I think I expect Hunter to raise his uh, his stock in this fight, regardless of how it ends. And, and that, to me, that's the interesting part of this fight, is neither one of these guys are quite on the radar. I mean, Selby is known in the UK, but, you know, among the fe- featherweights, Selby isn't a guy that everybody's talking about. He's hungry enough. He needs to make... An impact here. He needs to make a statement. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not making big money. He's not getting big exposure. He's still hungry. What I like about Joshua, Joshua's gotten to the point where he's making money. He's got Under Armour. He got signed by Under Armour. Only the second boxer, yeah, the first one being Canelo. Right. He's got some stuff to lose, but he's still taking legit fights. Um, Selby isn't there yet. He doesn't have that much to lose. He he's still hungry, trying to make make an impact. Yeah, and, and that's it, again, why. and it's basically what I said before about two fighters that are hungry, young, at the doorstep. They don't want to let go of their dream. So you've got not only on this card the skill sets to match the, the, the in the fights. You also have the mentality because mentality people underrate mentality so much. Uh, the mentality of a fighter in the ring counts for so much. When you're younger and and you haven't achieved everything you want to yet, you know. You haven't achieved what you feel like you can still achieve, and you still have time to achieve it. You come with oh, uh, there's more of a, a of a tenacity to you. You know what I mean? Regardless of if you're a a, a banger or a boxer, there's more of a tenacity. There's more of a mean streak in you. You know, as opposed to when you get a little older, you're like, eh, fuck it. You know, it's not like that. It's not like that for these guys. And that's what gets me excited about this card. You're gonna get the best out of all four of these guys. Get in with each other. Top top of the line skills, top of the line tenacity, desire. And I think uh, I I don't think anybody's gonna leave anything in the ring that night. And that's not to say, oh guys, we're gonna have brawls. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But we're gonna get the best of all those four fighters. And that's what excites me about the card. That's why. That's also why I wanted to go, Steven. It's not always about you know. It's <laughs> not always about what we're gonna see out that's there. That's not why. <laughs> that's not why. Uh, you know. And then you know, I, I really think. Look, th- there aren't that many eras where you had featherweights like Barrera, Morales. You know, even Pacquiao at that point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like we got a pretty good class of featherweights right now. We do. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Gary Russell, if he can And it's an international class. Yeah. Right. You got, All over the world. With Russell, he's coming back from the, from the injury. 
he's had some bad luck. Look, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's given him a hard time for his choice of selection of, of opponents. Mm-hmm. But then he went Lomachenko and Johnny Gonzalez. Right. So yeah. you can't complain about either of those. Hurts his hand. He's coming back. But I think between Russell, Cuellar, Selby, Leo Santa Cruz, and throw Abner Mars in right. there. Lomachenko's in the mix. We yeah, all those guys. Walters, even guys, you know, don't, don't line them, But that, that, that weight class is a lot of, a lot of stuff. All of a sudden. That, like a solid stop. top 10. Yeah, yeah. Like two years ago, it was nothing. Right. Now, it's one of the stronger weight classes. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. What do you think? We, we've never talked about something. What do you think of Pedraza? Well, hold on. Pete, give him your story, but I'll meet you for a second. <laughs> I mean, know him. He's a solid fighter. You you showed me him uh, when you were calling his fight. Pulling my jam, Peter calls right, last time right, I right. on the show. If I, mean, I can't if I can't speak, if I'm chewing, you got to pick it up the pace. You know what I'm saying? A, he's a solid fighter for sure. Um, you know, I, I I was I think he's a solid fighter. I think he's got solid fundamentals. Nothing stands out about Pedrazo, right. but right. he's a solid fighter who you can tell does his homework and 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 puts his work in the gym. But he doesn't hit um awfully hard. He doesn't have this uh, amazing speed that bl- that maybe uh, blinds you or you see it and you're like, oh, wow. So nothing wows you about Pedraza, but he's effective. He has a, a varied attack to the head and body, uh, solid fundamentals, hands-up skills, well-balanced fighter, well-taught fighter, well-schooled fighter. But because he doesn't have anything that totally stands out, I, f- I feel like this is about the level the level where he's going to be at, you know? Uh, I thought that Nacheri could have got that decision. Uh, um, you know, he's been a hard luck fighter himself. I, I, I actually yeah, yeah. I actually kind of feel bad he hasn't been able to come back. I haven't heard anything from it in Cherry since, you know? But I thought Cherry could have got that decision. Um, I thought Cherry's probably a more exciting type of fighter because he has that uh, uh, power, power punch, at least. Right. But uh, this Steven Smith fight with Pedraza, I think it's interesting because I'm not totally sold on Steven Smith either quite yet. You know, he's look, you know, he's done what he's supposed to over there. But I think it's a it's a fight where uh, we can get some answers out of both guys. This Pedraza Stephen Smith fight, and again, those are the kind of fights you want to see. No, nonetheless, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of Smith. Um, the things I've seen about Pedraza, I've, I've explained. I saw Smith's love. I saw this fight with Smith when he fought Bosquero. Uh, in uh, I was actually in a training camp in Marbella, Spain, and uh, the eliminator for Stephen Smith and De- Davis Bosquero was a. Uh, was uh was on it came on that night uh the, one of the nights I was out there so I was watching it and Smith Smith is a, you know he's relatively impressive but again he's another guy that nothing wows you you know but so I think it's a it's an interesting fight I actually favor Pedraza a little bit in the fight but uh but it's a it, it's a it, it'll be I expect a competitive fight and I expect uh you know it, it, it to be probably go down to the wire and probably even go to points you know most likely I mean the the challenge with Pedraza is he doesn't quite have the power to make people respect. Yeah, you know yeah. that's what that was the problem. And with, when you with don't Cherry. have, and when you don't have the power to make people respect you, you either got to have amazing hand speed or uh, a pretty sneaky fundamental body attack. You know, right. just going to the body doesn't do anything because you're gonna put your head in the way and you're gonna get hit right. in the head. So you have to have a, a an effective body attack to where you're not taking punishment to get to the body. It's sneaky enough. You have to be creative in some more ways, or you just have to have unbelievable speed. So right. Pedraza doesn't have any of those. He's got he's a pretty good body puncher. I'll give him that. Uh, but he doesn't have any of those. So again, that's probably why Cherry, uh, you know, stayed he on it. Walked, and, yeah, yep. he just walked in, walked in. Yep. But you know, another fight. I don't know exactly how it's gonna happen. I mean, who knows how this is going to play out, you know, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to on that one. Yeah, and again, anytime the UK fighters um, come over or they just get UK fighters, there's always, always a lot of fanfare, and, and UK fighters bring excitement. For me, UK fighters bring excitement to boxing because of the, uh, of the fans that the UK, uh, UK fans have out there. 
So being that the UK is having this renaissance uh, in their, on their boxing overall, you know, with so many champions, so many high-level fighters, you know, we get to see yet another one. You know, Stephen Smith is yet another one. Now, you know, he's a part of the Smith brothers clan. It's Paul Smith, who we, we're more rec- was more uh, more familiar with in America. But there's Caleb, who's a very solid prospect out there. There's uh, uh, Stephen. And then who's the other brother? I, I don't know. There's three. Is there four? No, there's four, okay. yeah. There's one, and then everybody's going to... Now he's going to... Whatever brother of the Smiths I'm missing, don't get mad at me. Smith, <laughs> Stephen, uh, Caleb, uh, Paul, oh. and... Oh, man, I feel bad. Is but anyway, Lloyd? no, it's not Lloyd. Definitely not Lloyd. <laughs> That's Christmas. You're mistaken oh. him for Christmas, yeah. Um, So we got... So, yeah, so, uh, you know... It'll be interesting to see uh, how, what they bring to the table. And again, I, I favor Pedraza slightly in the fight, but I think it's a it's it's a it's a very competitive uh, and a solid fight, nonetheless. What else we got on that February sixteenth, uh, April sixteenth card? Anyway, that's the main event, right? Yeah, those are going to be those two fights are on the sixteenth. Um, that, that, Gary Russell, Gary Russell, okay. they're Gary Russell, and you know, and on that same the same night, you got Algeri Spence. Uh-huh. You know, earlier on NBC. Uh-huh. You know that's that'll right. go. And now we're doing great, that great fight. They're doing that, and as soon as they go off the air, then. Everybody switches over to Showtime. And so what do you have? Two fights? We have, we have two fights because we're starting late. So they're on eight to ten Eastern time. They're on eight to eleven. Here's my question. All right, that, that's what I was wondering. Here's my question, and we got then two fights on it at eleven p.m. Yep. Because I had a little experience with Fox Sports Casino in uh, circa two thousand two. Oh. All right, it wasn't a very good one. All right, I'm gonna explain. Oh, it. I got another story for my fans. So early in your career, you're trying to get as many fights as you can, right? Especially me. Talked about that young tenacity of a young fighter. You always want you want to win. You want to be a star. You want, so I, was, I wanted to fight all the time. You know, I, I turned pro July '01, and I started getting a little bit of injuries uh, late, late at by the end of '01, and they started slowing down the amount of fights I could get. So I remember I fought in January, and then I was supposed to fight in uh, in uh, in in March. I was supposed to go out in March on this on the Vinny Pazienza Eric Luca card. All right, yeah, when Fox was casino. Remember Vinny Pazienza and Eric Luca, WBC super middleweight sure. title. I was there. Yeah. yeah, who was there? I was there. Oh, you were there. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Seth said he was there. I was like, what? <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't you? As Shaggy said. So, <laughs> so uh, they put tell me to glove up at five p.m. Five p.m. Fox was the the commission tells me to glove up. You're a swing bout. You're not the TV swing. Peter Manfredo is a TV swing. You but but the, you know if there's a quick knockout, you need an extra swing bout and you'll probably go on. So I'm thinking, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, five o'clock. I put my gloves on. Five fucking p.m. Okay, I'm just you gonna let you know. Peter Manfredo. Peter Manfredo was the swing bout. <clears throat> Chad Dawson. No, slow Adam. You just ruined my story because we're gonna get to Chad Dawson <laughs> later. <laughs> Peter Manfredo had the TV swing. Stay out of the story. <laughs> so, so, um, Peter has a TV swing. We don't go on the air till nine. Okay, Friday night fights. It was Friday night fights. So the fight was on Friday night fights. So. I got, I got them called up at five. You know, we're going to have to swing. You may fight. If you don't fight before TV and there's a knockout while you're on TV. So I'm t- at first, I'm hoping I don't fight. I'm gloved up just in case they call me. But I'm hurt. So I'm hoping, not, you know, hopefully there's no time. So the TV goes on the air. And then I, when the TV's on the air, maybe something sh- sneaky will happen and I'll get on. So Gary Boletto, I remember, was the co-main event. He usually knocks everybody out. He knocks the guy out on like the last round. So there's no time. Peter Manfredo goes on next. Goes four-round decision. So... That's it. Now, Vinny Pazienza is the main event where Kluka for the WBC Super Middleweight title. They said if it's a quick knockout in the main event, you know, you'll get on. You might get on after the main event. But as of now, you're on after the main event off TV if it goes a distance. I said, all right. At like round nine, I started realizing like I'm not going to get on TV tonight. But I'm like, all right, I'm still gloved up. I'm trying to warm up. I'm getting another win on my record, which is bottom line what you want to do. 
They come like round nine. They're like, listen, you're not the swing next swing anymore. Chad Dawson is the next swing bout after you. Which at the time, I, it, I wasn't putting two and two together because I didn't know this particular rule Foxwoods has. And I'm going to get to the rule in a second. Oh. So at that time they had it, which is why I'm going to get back to you, Steven. Uh, so the fight goes 12 rounds. Chad Dawson fights. Four-rounder. He goes a distance. All of a sudden, I'm coming out. And I'm, I'm literally in the tunnel about to walk out. And they said, cut it, cut it, cut it. And I hear cut it. I'm like, what? What What the fuck is going on? Cut it. That's it. And and I, I'm i like, you're not fighting. Don't worry. They're going to pay you anyway. I was like, I don't give a fuck about getting paid. I got $3,500. What the fuck can I get about getting paid? Fucking $3,500. want to punch someone in the I face. Wanna, forget that. I want to know the win on my record. That was the bottom line. So I'm like... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And they're like, nah, nah, you're done. You're going to get paid. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No way. I started cursing. I was I was like a little baby. I was. I was like a little <laughs> brat, you know? And the commissioner was like, hey, get out of here. You're going to fight here again. I told him to fuck himself, too. The old uh, man. I, yeah. He was the, like 100. Like, all right. Like, you're really going to enforce the rules. You're going <laughs> to die next week, and we'll be back here. Like, yeah. So, apparently, there was a rule at Foxwoods that after midnight, you couldn't start a new fight. I don't know if it was because the contracts say a certain date. You couldn't start a new fight after midnight. And once Chad Dawson's four-rounder went off the air, went on, and he was done, we couldn't. We went after 12 o'clock. And because of that, they cut my fight off. I was pissed as hell. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this, then we're going to get back to you. Because now the story continues even worse. I'm going to show you uh, all the winners at Devel Entertainment, how much they did their homework at the office. Ryan Moraldo was my opponent. He was just a... Ryan, you know this one. Ryan Moraldo was my opponent. He was like a journeyman like from, uh, from the Midwest, you know, Indiana, those times. Right? Yeah, Indiana. So he comes in the locker. He's like happy. As soon as they said cut it, I, he was biting his gloves off. He's like, dude, dude, he was saying, take, these, take off. these off. And I'm thinking like, no, 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 we're fighting. And I see him like on the other side of the tunnel. He's like literally biting his tape. Uh, he's biting the tape, trying to take the tape off his gloves. That's it. He's done. He's getting a free check and he's not fighting. So I'm mad. I'm flipping. He comes into my dressing room after we have no gloves on. He's like, listen, dude, you know, well, you know, it happens sometimes or whatever the hell he said with his dude accent that he had from the Midwest. And I'm like, listen, man, whatever. It's not your fault. Whatever. It's all good. And I'm like, uh, the Bella goes, yeah, we're going to get you guys on in a couple weeks. I got you guys on in a couple weeks. And so he goes, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're fighting two weeks, bro. You just got to check. We'll fight again. Whatever. He goes, nah, dude. He goes, the urine test. I don't know if I'm going to pass it. I'm like, what? The fuck he are you goes, talking I'm about? I'm not going to pass it. He goes, I'm not going to pass it. So I even like, was like, what the fuck? Lou was like, what? He goes, it's all it's weed, dude. All weed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all weed, dude. It's all weed. So I'm like, he looked at him. When did I tell you you look like in disgust? Like when you. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what does that mean? It's all weed. He's literally peeing weed. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's going to fail like the drug test for marijuana. He's, he's telling me no. Shot. Right. Right. Yeah. Drink is so pissing it high. What did right. the winners of the Bell Entertainment do? <laughs> Two weeks later, they put me on a card in Long Island. I let them know Lou was there. He heard the guy saying his urine was going to come out all weed. Right. You know, it, it's not like we didn't know about it. You know, you so, fought him anyway? No. The winners of the Bell Entertainment scheduled me and Moraldo two weeks later on a card in Long Island. And I'm like, dude, he told us it's all weed. Like, we heard him. Like, is he gonna pass? Is he is he gonna get suspended? And we're gonna find out at the last minute? Oh no, we're gonna like. Does anybody want to do their fucking homework? I mean, does anybody want to pretend they else, they heard him? Because I heard him. Does anybody else want to pretend they were there in the locker room? Because I, you know, and and maybe get me a new opponent before this fight falls out through. Oh, instead, what happens? The day of the weigh-in. They tell me Ryan Moraldo is suspended for failing his la- <laughs> failing a marijuana test on that Foxwoods card. You must have been shocked. 
I wasn't shocked. I'm I was livid, though. I was livid. Like, like, everybody go, like what, what is everybody at the office getting paid for? To fucking hang out? What the fuck? Wow. Anyway. Wow. So that was the bottom line. But anyway, so this Foxwood thing. So they're going off the air at 11 on, M on NBC with the Spence and Algeria card. We're starting at, at 11. Oh, we're How are we going to get two fights in and Foxwood's going to cut us no. off? There, I'm, I'm glad you said that because now, now I'll go do the research. Yeah. I, I, I would assume that's something to do with gambling. Or maybe maybe they just uh, like changed they, the they rules. People... Keep in mind, this was 2002, so this is now 14 years ago. So maybe they changed the rules. Well, I, like they can stay open as late as they want. I'm thinking more it was like they want people in the casino, you know, right. drinking and gambling by that point to make money. That but, makes sense. You know, other than that, you know. But no, like based on this, I'm going to do some homework now because, yeah, we got two fights to do. Yeah. We gotta do all two fights, Foxwoods. You ain't caught us off, bro. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta show the air on national television. I, I want, I want to see how livid he's gonna get Ooh. if they shut it down at twelve o'clock. Imagine he was like me and he was a drinker. Oh, no, no, but he's he's still gonna get paid though. So yeah, yeah well, that's the thing. But at that time it was different. You know, yeah. it wasn't about the money. It was about getting my win. And right. we just our trusty companions over here in the office. Uh, Seth Nyman and uh, Chris De Blasio at Showtime. Chris De Blasio at Showtime. Shout out to Chris and shout out to Seth. We got uh, we got our fact checkers and we got the other Smith brothers. So don't kill me, Liam Smith. Liam, oh, don't right. kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I said Lloyd. Lloyd. It was close. You did say Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, it was close. Where was it out? Yes. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. But you know what? I actually just just the month of April. Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna go through my uh, my kegerator. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to refill it. Kegerator, our sponsor, right? Oh yeah. What what do you got? What do we oh. got over here? So kegerator. What do you do? Oh, forget it. I'm gonna sit here. What do you put in it? Tell people. Just keep somebody missed it. Tell them or tell Stephen what the kegerator is all about. So what? This sponsor, right? They come in. They sponsor the show. They send me a kegerator. Uh, Explain what a kegerator is. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know. In your college days, you've had keg parties. And everybody, has sure, the sure. Garbage pail with the ice. No, no, no. This is upscale stuff. It's a mini fridge with the double spout coming out. Double tap. Kegs in the fridge. Oh, I've seen cold. these like on Bar Rescue. I've right. seen those. Like, yeah, that's like the the yeah. fancy thing with the digital readout and everything right, on it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, there's one in Pete's living room. Right. <laughs> My girls you've seen like, them in bar. You've seen in them in bar, bar and now you've seen yeah. them in uh, Pete's living room. My girls room. like, where the fuck do you think you're putting this? I said, babe, no, you don't understand. This is not just for beer. I could put this tap for your white wine that you like. Deal. And it was over. A deal. You're a genius. Yeah. Uh, you're a genius. Forget you're it. You're a genius. Argument done. Well, they're, not, they're not an alcoholic couple. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. How else are you going to put up with him? Come on. <laughs> Jesus. If you can't beat him, join him. This is the kegerator. The best invention. I can't... <laughs> I actually... I can't picture life without it, having had it. So, you know, now that I've had it for like, I don't know, a month, I can't picture a night without it where I like, I come home and it's just... Just draft the beer like refrigerator temperature just comes out i'm like oh man this is awesome yeah i'm just i'm looking at it it's, it's beer stays fresh for 90 days oh yeah it's awesome Ice that's cold. way that's way above the 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 limit that pete needs way, way. <laughs> yeah, right. for pete doesn't even need 90 hours no no but we have a lot of companies so <laughs> of course, you know we, we have a lot of companies so uh, especially good. on fight night fight. pete <laughs> has finally met his match it's the kegerator that's right so, you know, uh, kegerator.com is already a great value. Like, you love it, right? You this recommend is, this thing? Oh, for people, absolutely. If you entertain, this is pretty cool. And people drink beer at your house? I mean... Absolutely. And this deal is just for our listeners. Yes. 
That is true. Uh, they've talked about an amazing exclusive offer just for our listeners because Pete loves it. He knows you'll love it. Paulie loves it too because Pete loves it and Pete loves Paulie. So that's how it goes. Paulie yeah, I, could, I could get him a Gatorade yeah. on there. Yeah, <laughs> fresh. Save 20% on a kegerator and you get four premium pine glasses and free shipping. All you have to do is use the code Pauly. You go to kegerator.com. That's K-E-G-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter the code Pauly. P-A-U-L-I-E. Pauly. Don't spell it with a Y. You're going to get no break. You get nothing. P-A-U-L-I-E. Pauly. Full price with a Y. Don't be stupid. That's kegerator.com. Click on the microphone. Use the code Paulie, P-A-U-L-I-E. Do not wait. This offer will not last. It's only for our listeners. Your house parties will never be the same again. That's a fact. Boom. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, you've got, I mean, plus, I mean, you got our schedule. we got three shows there. You, we're finally getting Ortiz Berto. You know that was that horrible. was that was was going to be my first big fight at Showtime. That I was, remember. Remember this was I was so excited because it had been fight of the year before. I was getting I think it was like January February. I'd mm-hmm. started in December. I'm like yeah we were like rolling it out. This was the fight that was doomed from the very start from the very very start because what was there first there was an was there injury? injury yeah. uh, bicep tear. Uh, and the then a steroid. And yeah. then good old steroids. And then the good old steroids, which I'm sure you have nothing to say about at all. Yeah, right, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, you have no comment on that whatsoever. But four years later, I still think it'll be a fun fight. I yeah. think it will. You know, uh, even guys that are past their primes, even guys that are past their prime, doing the uh, style still make fights. Sometimes past their primes, the fights are even more fun. I mean, granted, the guys probably take more damage, but the fights are more fun for the fans. Nothing to complain about with a. Ortiz and Berto. It's a national TV, right? Was it Fox? Yeah, that's Fox. And then, you know, that's going to lead, lead and, into, you know, our doubleheader. And, and honestly, the, 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 the fights on Fox, are, right, which is like basic TV, you know, they're gonna, those are the ones that mainly you want to attract the crossover uh, fans, you know? So right. Ortiz and Berto still have a big enough name, and not everybody knows they're maybe past their prime. And past their prime or not, they're going to have a fun fight. Because those two it, guys genu- genuinely dislike each other, first of all. They never had a... Nice thing to say about each other ever, let alone right. now. So, you know, and they're going to continue not to have nice things about to say about each other. They're going to they fight in an exciting s- style. Their styles blend well together in that they want to both kick each other's ass. And, you know, again, that's what you want for these national TV fights. You know, even the Spence and Algeria fight, the national uh, basic yeah. television fight, you know, Spence is one of the brightest prospects in boxing, uh, great personality, uh, can fight his ass off, uh, power in both hands, great body puncher, southpaw stance to boot. Chris Algeria, model looks, no Yusef, right? Uh, model looks, um, can fight. He should, he should, he should, he should have been at 147 a lot earlier. Yeah. Because he looks good yeah, he's at tall. 147. Yeah, no Yusef. Yeah, he yeah. looked good. Yeah. So. Pause. <laughs> so, so, so so, so, so you know that's a great fight. I, I think you know because you know we haven't seen Spence step up either. You know, so you know again it comes down to character a lot of times. And I, one thing about Algieri, say what you say it will about him. He's got a ton of character, and he'll test Spence in a lot of ways. He's not going to go away quietly. So it'll be an interesting fight there. I love as well. this fight just because every and this is boxing in history. It repeats itself over and over again. They always want to crown the king before he becomes king. Taking nothing away from Errol Spence, he's a good kid. He can fight his ass off, right? But it's so easy to look at him offensively and say, this guy's a killer. That's obvious, right? right? It's, it's easy. Right. What happens when you get in there with a guy who's crafty, a guy who's tough, a guy who can fight, 
and, and who's not going to just get hit with one shot and say, all right, this kid's supposed to win. I'll see you guys well, later. Well, we know what happens. Antoine Douglas is yeah. what happens, oh, unfortunately. That kid. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunately, well, that, 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 that was, was that was poor matchmaking. We, match. we talk about we talk about character. That that kid had character. Oh no, yeah, staying like there. All the, look, know? I respect him. It is, I have it so, is much so respect him. easy yeah. to just pack in at a certain point oh, no, of fights did, like that. He, he did, did not. not for I one was second. already a fan. I'm I'm a really big fan now. No, of that kid. not for one second did that kid even like hesitate. Yep. yep. And I remember I uh, I saw an article about him. Tom Jabasi did. Uh, I, don't, I think it was before the fight before this one, and he basically talked about a little bit about his background. It was the first time I had really. Learned about oh, yeah, him. No, no, that he beat fight my was friend. Nothing. He beat my friend Thomas Lamana on mm-hmm. Showbox. So I had seen him then, but obviously I was rooting for Lamana because I, you know, Tommy's my boy, Cornflake Lamana. But, but um, oh, oh, what, what, what's going on? Wait, is that sorry, man? What are, still, what are they still trying to uh, interrupt us again? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't like that last time. <laughs> We're clear. Like, I'll build a fucking Perez wall. Perez Hilton again here again trying to interrupt. <laughs> oh, fuck I'll build around. a fucking wall. I'm telling so, you. So yeah, so Douglas, the, uh, I, I read an article. Then you know, after seeing him beat Lamont, I was impressed with him. And uh, you know, I read this article on him for the fight before this one. And I, you know, I was remained impressed even with his personality, how what he had to overcome. And he said something that really um, stuck out to me. He said, I, I don't want to quote it verbatim because I won't remember, it, but something about excuses are for suckers or something like that. Where he said, and I believe in that. I've always believed in that kind of motto as well. And basically, he says, you know, we can all make excuses about something, you know, but right. you know, it's about it's about you know. Grinding down and, and and executing your plan and whatever you have, plan you have in life and not verbatim, but he said that in so many words and I was like, was, That's the message for a kid, right. for a kid, twenty three yeah. years old, that is so mature, right. so mature, you yeah. know. And then it's a kid that's uh, you know had to go through some hardships as a, as a youngster, so he has all the excuses that you know to say, ah, you know what, I had this go wrong with me. Life so what? was tough and, for and me. Instead, so. instead, he bites down and he, and he shows character. So yeah. I was not surprised when for, with the character he showed in that fight on Showbox. I felt bad because I, I felt like the a last minute opponent was a bit rougher than he should have been for a last minute opponent. But a bit? man, well, yeah, a bit. Antoine really, really, really stuck it out in there. Well, you're being a, a little nice. A you know bit what? Rough. Yeah. As yeah. as yeah. much as we were all pulling for the kid, mm-hmm. you know, I hate to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that other kid. And I'm not gonna. But- I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Cortez or something. Yeah. Yeah. How entertaining was he to watch? Oh yeah. I mean, he was the fun. white well, Russian, they, <laughs> yeah. the white Ukrainian Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like he had clearly. And they grown said up he watching. has a loss to Endam, right? Like a controversial loss yes. to So can you imagine that fight where he's chasing a, a, a guy twice his height all over the ring? Because Endam's like a guy well, who doesn't he stand comes still. Out with the with the gloves under his <laughs> yeah. chin and Bobby. He and makes weaving. every like, mistake <laughs> possible. But he has G Stock training him, and G Stock loves his punchers. Oh, <laughs> shout out to G Stock. Yo, he has every. He made. Every mistake possible, and I'm like watching the fight, and I'm like, I wish Antoine Douglas's people would tell him, you know, use your gifts. This guy's crossing his feet, man. Meet yeah. him with a jab, smother him, or get well, out of there. That's one of know? the things I. It's one of the things I actually want to uh, elaborate on a little bit, Pete. When I watch a prospect, one of the key things I look for that a lot of people, do, not enough people, look for. People look for, you know, razzle dazzle. They look for knockout, knockout power. Look for this. One thing you have to have in a prospect, I call the fighting gears uh, in a fight, you know, because you fight 10 rounds, you need different gears, like a car. You, know, you go to first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you downshift, you upshift at a certain point in the fight. I look for a prospect to have a solid third gear because a third gear is basically your, 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 uh, your uh, uh, tempo control. If you can control the tempo, then you'll dictate when it's time to go to fifth and when it's time to shift back down to one. A lot of the impressive things you see in these young fighters, they're, they're lacking a third gear, and those are the ones that kind of start to fall off, and the ones that have the third gear eventually start to come up the ladder more. 
So when I see prospects with these explosive knockouts, explosive, I still want to see their third gear because I want to see how they handle eight, ten rounds of a guy who maybe won't go away, and now he's got to they got to deal with him. And right. you know, you can't just fight every second of the round now because just because you won't go away doesn't mean you have to. Th- you're going to throw two hundred punches in a round because otherwise you're going to punch yourself out and you're going to get tired. So it's Even important to have third Mike gear. Tyson yeah. that took his breaks. They, you know, yeah, he it's was important to have third gear, and that's what I. That was one thing. If uh, anything, uh, Antoine Douglas needed in that fight. Um, he didn't. He was either all defensive. He's either in first gear where he was on the ropes, just rolling and, and yeah. making making a miss, or he was in fifth gear where he's like, you know what, I'm gonna get this guy off me. I'm gonna fight him off me. You needed that third gear, which was vary the jab. Um, and again, it's gonna you're gonna sound cliche because Paulie Malaji saying it. So you know that's basically my whole my whole uh, style is the jab. But the jab has controlled the tempo for me in my career. That's how you win fights. If you control the tempo, you decide when you fight and when you don't fight at a certain point in the fight. That's what Antoine Douglas needed in that fight. He needed that th- that solid third gear where he wasn't always trading with Kurtidze, but at, at least he could win the parts of certain rounds without needing to trade. Just using his legs, your legs in cooperation with your jab, because you can't have a jab without the legs, you know? So your jab in cooperation with your legs, establish that distance, and then you can pick your spots when it's time to unload on them, and you can pick your spots when it's time to back off, because in between, you're putting a jab on them and you're giving them something to think about. Some for Antoine Douglas will work on when he gets back, but he's got the character. I have no doubt he'll be back if he's got no, that kind of character. No, definitely. Whenever he's ready, he'll definitely be back I mean that's you respect that kid so much for not just that fight but everything he's done the last 23 years of his life yep yep. and and, and there'll be more good things he'll do in his life I'm confident of that I'm confident the kid will come back but but talk about coming back from you know from from being flattened how about bad dude Jack Yo, who, who, uh, who? wow he keeps he just keeps winning fights where he's not supposed to win first of all go ahead what do you think what do you say do you do this often that was nice. Uh, that was so like, yeah. see how I, you see what I did there? Yeah. Moved to the next one. The kind of transition. That was transition. Right. Smooth. So, uh, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, you would, you know, he got, he gets flattened. I'm like, okay, we've seen this guy peak. Mm-hmm. You know, here he is. He, you know, Butte, not an easy fight, but it's winnable. You know, and then all of a sudden, he, I don't know if he's favored again. I mean, I think he might be the underdog again, right? He, it's he crazy. Might, yeah. I mean, he's won the title in an underdog fashion, and then he won. He defended it in an underdog right. fashion. Yep. I mean, and now you you give him a gimme, which was going to be Chavez. Which no, who nobody can turn down Chavez. He's a he draws ratings. He can't fight, and <laughs> and, 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 he, and he brings twice the check to the table. Right. right. Uh, everybody needs a Chavez in their weight class. It's but no only one, unfortunately. <laughs> it's only one in boxing, unfortunately. A so Chavez Badu, right. Badu deservedly was going to get a Chavez fight. Right. Badu right. after after the tough run he was on with deservedly was going to get Chavez fight, and now Chavez has the pull out and you replace it with Lucian Boutte. Talk about a buzzkill for, for Badu. I mean, yeah. t- it's great for fans. I mean, you get a great fight right, out of exactly, it. Because Lucian yeah. in the fight with uh, the Gale really yeah. brought it and really showed that he's got a lot more tenacity and desire than we thought he had left. And uh, Badu, well, Badu continues to improve. So yeah. we got a great fight on our hands. Based off of that, the Gale and Boutte, you look at it and you say, Wow. <laughs> can, yeah. Jack, can Jack can Jack do it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's because the problem. That, to me is, is uh, he should be, you know, not yet because of the popularity, but he should be on the pound for pound list. He's, he's mm-hmm. one of those guys. But, um, you know, this is the fight where you're like, fuck, this poor kid. Now he's going to fight. L- now he's gonna, you know what? He keeps <laughs> stepping up. And, and look, for uh, I'll be the, the first to say, it. you know, Porky Medina, I mean, you know the type of fighter he is. Oh, the guy fighting the Yeah. He's, he's that guy. He's... We saw another guy just like him, I think, Adrian Granados. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He, he, you got he, four he losses. He beat mom. Yep. You got four losses. You got yeah. six losses. Yeah, you and, got uh, Orlando Salido with 13 uh, what's losses. What's Mike, right? Yeah, Mike. Uh, Rogelio. Oh, really? Rogelio. 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 It's, it's Porky versus Chunky? 
Yep. Loki vs. Chunky. Pork, you imagine that one? Chunky. Battle of the nicknames that's, and the battle for the uh, IBS that's like middleweight me, title. That's like me and you going at it right now. <laughs> You're like Porky and I'm like Chunky. <laughs> All right, jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> making, keep making comments about my weight. <laughs> yeah, real funny. Jerk off. Anyway, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's, that, I, I can't get enough of DeGale. I'm a fan of his. I think he brings an exciting style. No matter who he fights, he throws a lot of punches. He throws them in punches. Uh, he doesn't shy away from the action, even though he's got enough skills to shy away from the action. I thought that was a difference in his fight with uh, Darrell because it was so evenly matched. I just thought yep. DeGale showed he wanted it a little bit more, even though right. Darrell did not right. want it. It's, it's you know, DeGale just showed him a little bit more tenacity when pulled it off and eked it out in a fight that's not easy to win. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing DeGale again, regardless if it's uh, Medina and, or whatnot. And it's a, it's actually a contractual requirement now. You know, in the negotiations with DeGale, he has to bring his sister to every fight. That yeah, talks yeah. Showtime. Uh, uh, it's now a requirement. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it because, man, if I would hate somebody to bring up my sister like that, but you know, James DeGale's sister's gonna, hot. I was going <laughs> to say, well, physically, that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, well, she's, she's hot. Good, like that's uh, everything on Twitter that night. You know, it's a great fight. You had DeGale boots. Hey, nobody yeah. was talking about the fight. Everybody's talking about. She stole the show. She did. She, she stole the show did. as well. She should. <laughs> But look, you talk about a throwback. Like, for these guys to say ahead of time, you know, we're going to do a unification. No matter who wins, yeah. unification throwback. will be the next yep. fight. And it's not even throwback to that long. I mean, guys in the 90s were unifying all the time. You know, now it's like it's like uh, frowned upon. Right. You know? It's right. Like, but it was, I, I love to see this, and I, I look forward to, uh, you know, if, if uh, Badu can pull it off and DeGale can pull it off, uh, that, you know, a, a solid unification matchup at the end of the year, you know? I think Showtime set themselves up nicely for the end of the year. You know? Yeah, I, the, I think so. We got, uh, we got, we we got, got some stuff coming. We got Julian Williams, the winner of uh, Charlo and, uh, that, and... There's going to be some heat Trout, in that right? one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, already that, see that. I like the way the schedule starting to slowly evolve to a solid end of the year with some great fights. I really I really like it. Um, speaking of DeGale, I want to say one more thing. His mandatory, Uskategi, was a fight a guy I worked. That guy's a beast, dude. I don't that, know what that happened was to that guy. Fight. What guy? Uh, what, what injury? There was, an, there was an injury. Injury? Like an ankle or leg. That guy is like one of those South American boogeymen you don't want to mess with. Like Marcos Maidana was before he actually yep. burst onto the scene. And, you know, you kind of knew about him, but you don't want to deal with him. Uh, Ricardo Torres was like that with Cotto back in the day. Where you, you didn't you know, know about like him. You know for a minute was Juan Urango. Juan Urango you know, was yeah, like yeah, that at first. These guys dude. is, yeah, I remember him on Showbox, the Arnudis yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, these guys just pop up from South America, you know. And there's another one now that's just starting to burst through. Where he just knocked out uh, Kevin Mitchell in England, Ishmael Barroso yep. is one of those where they just look really mean. They look <laughs> like you don't want to get stuck in any alley with them because they might rob everything, including your sneakers. I'll give you another one: Quayar, Jesus Quayar. Yeah, Jesus Quayar is another that one guy like that. You don't want to see least, in a dark alley. But at least Quayar, he came with the Maidana team, so yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's with the Maidana team. We're familiar with him. These other guys, Quayar might have been because Maidana was like that before. They, right. It's just like there's like a dark. I, 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 I picture like a dark shadow with fog, and they just come out of it lurking. Like now you deal with me, and I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, I'm not dealing with you. It's like baseball. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, how old are you really? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you see the pictures, they're like, no, I'm 12. You're like, yeah, okay, he's good shape. No, these guys are no guys joke. Are, yeah, and you look at their records, a lot of times you're like, oh, nondescript opposition. What, what, yeah, what do you got to do? In the beginning of my career, you used to see these guys and be like, oh, these are all nondescript opposition. Who'd they yeah. knock out? These guys aren't really punchers. They not, you know, they get in the real. I remember Cotto Torres. <laughs> like, I remember thinking like, all right, yeah, this guy's got a lot of knockouts. Cotto's going to walk through him. Who'd this guy not really knock out? And then I was at the fight. I was like, holy shit, he really can punch. You know, and they all yep. can do that. It's crazy. They're just There's something in the water in South America. They can all punch. I yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Ed, what's next? Pete. Well, next I, I think we're, we're back on another one of your dating stops. 
here oh. <laughs> in Moscow. Well, Mos- you have to renew your contacts in Moscow. That's great. Right. That's well, great. You know, I, I miss the worldwide. You know, miss the worldwide. Like, uh, like Pitbull. Who's, who's, who's Pitbull. 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 Yep. Pitbull and, uh, and uh, Chris Brown. Boom. So go ahead. Yeah. International love. <laughs> so I, th- I think we're going to Moscow. We think. I mean, we think. We'll, yeah, we, you know, we, we're look, waiting for a venue. But here's the thing, Stephen. If I got to do a visa, if my Italian passport doesn't work, I mean, we need some ahead of time. I mean, my visa probably takes a little longer. It it absolutely does. It always I, has. I barely, I barely get. Listen, guys. Every time we get speaking of the Gale, which is last time I went to Canada was the Gale's uh, fight with uh, Boutte. I barely get into Canada. No, but but here's what I don't understand. You get in once, doesn't that like? Aren't you clear? No, no. They, they just, you know what it is? They're, they're bored, just like, bro. They're, last they're time, like, last, the twenty eighth of November when the, we did the Gale Boutte and they stopped me at the border. I was so mad because I was making weight. I fought December 12th, so I was making weight. You caught me in the worst mood. So I remember telling myself, if these guys break my balls out of spite, if I notice any kind of spite, like I'm, I'm going home. So literally, they called me <laughs> into the office. Like, I, I didn't even care if I was going to lose out on the check, Steven. They called me. I, I sat back. I'm not even kidding. I sat back, and I went like this on this guy's desk. This is how you know it's all bullshit, okay? This is what I did when I sat at this guy's desk. I sat down, and I went. <laughs> he just I put his feet up. <laughs> and I, and I, for everybody at home, I just put my feet on the table. I said, I was waiting for him to tell me to go home. I, I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm like, you know what? If he tells me to go home, he'll do me a favor. I'm fucking starving. I'm dying of fucking thirst. I'm mad. I wanted to be at this fight. Now I can't work it. Fuck this you guy. You took your fucking shoes off. You put your fucking feet on the table. <laughs> you fucking horse manure smelling Shit motherfucker. <laughs> you better go over there and hope, hope to God he forgives you. Yeah, that's from uh, Casino. For any of us, and uh, for any of you listeners that still aren't familiar with our movie uh, camaraderie, what else we got? Hold on a second. On. Hold on a second. So, so I got the. So that, so that was it. So I, anyway, I need my visa. I need my visa. I need. Oh, oh, <laughs> Joe Pesci, relax. So, so, so I. Uh, Joe, let him talk, Joe. Yeah. So I need. Uh, I need to. We get. I need to get on these visas because I need to be at this fight too. I mean, no, I'd like to look. A, it's almost we're going out to Moscow. Is, that, is a, a co-main event Lebedev? Is, is is that been announced? It, that it'll be on the card, so we'll we probably pick that up. Okay, all right. You know, but I'm thinking, you know, as long as we're doing it, why don't they just do it in Red Square? Why don't they do it like yeah, outdoors? it's outdoors, June, right? Do like do something. We don't uh, have any clue where it is, right? I mean, do no. we have any idea that they, have they given us any inkling, any hints, or anything? Not yet. No, it's like Rocky. Rocky. It's like Rocky. Like it's like we'll tell you when you get here. No, it's like to show up. It's we'll in Mo- it's in Moscow. Yeah, all you'll right. get directions. When? when How here. much? When? No. In Christmas, uh, Christmas. How much money? No money. It's no not money. about. It's not about money. Like what the fuck? Where are we going? It's all right. We'll what day we arrive if we go, Steve? Is it like the normal Thursday to Sunday routine, or do we get there yeah, a little earlier because it's a little longer? How you know, much, how much time do you need? What do you have a date Tuesday, yeah. day Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you let me know and then I'll schedule accordingly. Okay. You know, I, I'm with the Showtime team. I'm a team member. So. I, I hear that if we leave like Wednesday, we get there Thursday. We get there like Thursday, like six a.m. Okay. All so right. then you got all day, and then Thursday. we get the uh, the guys that pick us up at the airport, and we say, "What well, these guys are like uh, chaperones?" Right? Like, uh, <laughs> wherever you go, they, they go. go. They go. I had that in Ukraine, by the way. Chaperones. chaperones. They really didn't go wherever I go. No, Pete. Oh, from <laughs> like you picture they Rocky waited Ford? at your lobby in Ukraine. In Ukraine, when, it was like Rocky Four when I forced Sanchenko in Ukraine. I got there. They had these bodyguards. They had to follow me everywhere. I went like Rocky Four, like like uh, chaperones. Yeah, you know, no, like these they, guys were fucking. Huge. They, would, they would wait outside my hotel room. Yeah, they would wait down in the lobby for me. They would they would come. Then they with started me. to recognize my face and were like, "Oh, that's the guy that always goes and checks yeah. up okay, on." Wait, wait. When so, I went to the room, they were like. 
where are you going? I'm like, buddy, back up. <laughs> I'm going so, in the room. So you're, do you're you, <laughs> you, you hear what Lucas Brown said today. What did he say? Check out. He says, or, or Hatton said, mm-hmm. is backing up him on it and saying that when he went there, he was clean. That it's one of those things they put something in his water. Oh, wh- where in uh, Ukraine or in Spain? Yeah, in Russia? when he spot he fought Chagayev mm-hmm. and went and he over failed there. the test. He failed it for you know, and this is the one thing I'll give him. You mm-hmm. know, I don't give a lot of flexibility on mm-hmm. you know on, on on drug testing violations. Mm-hmm. It, it is is for weight cutting. Yeah, but weight it gives you energy and it expands your lungs. Okay, but you're a heavyweight. I yeah, mean, but you're, you're, not, giving, you're not cutting weight. It's, it's, it's giving you energy. It's expanding your lungs. It's giving you energy. That's uh, but going here's back thing. to the Aaron here's Pryor, the, uh, the one that I mix. Give me the one that I mix. The, the one yeah, that I mix. Yeah, 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 the one that I mix. The other one. Yeah, the one. But anyway, so but you, you're right about that. You know, it's funny when I got out of the ring with Sinchenko, I was we're celebrating in the ring. The first thing I do, literally, I, I'm not even down the 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 stairs, the steps yet. I, I just go under the ropes, and I'm, I'm on the ring apron. and I'm trying to make my way down, and the guy, these two guys, go. Here they point to me with their finger, and I was like, "What?" He goes, "Doping control." So my lawyer speaks Russian, so right. he yeah, was bash, like an asset to me all yeah. week. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, "Steve, get over here! Do not. You're not leaving my side right now for this drug test. You're, you're staying with yeah, me. You're watching me piss. <laughs> you're doing whatever. You're, you're the, and you know one thing about those. Any, I guess anywhere in the world you go, you got to make be like friendly with them. You know, like the at first, like I got there I, and the whole week, I was like skeptical. You know, I was skeptical of the bodyguards. I was skeptical of. Uh, Everything you know. Matter of fact, I had a right to be skeptical because uh, one of the things I'll tell you: the guy who let us use their gym, the guy that he let us use our gym, the owner of the gym, he was sitting and watching all my workouts all week. Fight night when I'm getting my hands wrapped. You know they have to send one of the team members to it watch you get guy. your hands wrapped. It was that guy. So they thought they were gonna throw me for a loop. Like ah, I've been watching you work all week. I was so sharp. I, w- I knew. I, was, I mean, listen. Did I know? I was, did I feel I wasn't get robbed yet? Yeah, but I was so sharp. Like I, I nothing even bothered me. I just waved to him. Like, hey, buddy, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Then I remember uh, they one of the the guy got up in the middle of the hand wrapping. The guy got up and walked out of the room. And I told my trainer, Eric, I said, stop rapping right now. Wherever you're at, stop rapping right now. Because right, he's going to leave. He's going to come back. We're going to be done with the hand wrapping. He's going to be like, I didn't watch you rap it. Cut it off and start over. Right. So I was like, I, I was I was on to some of this shit. But at the same time, you catch more bees with honey sometimes. All week, I was friendly. All week, I was nice. Even with the doping control, right? When we got out of the <laughs> ring, I took Steve with me. Went to the back. Uh, you know, I couldn't piss right away because I was dehydrated from making the weight. So it took me like an hour. So it always takes me a little while to, uh, for the post-fight urine tests for me. The dehydration of making the weight and whatnot, but uh, I, while the whole hour I was talking hockey with them, you know, like I was mentioning, course, they, they spoke right. a little bit of English, you know, and whatever, right uh, now, whatever I didn't speak in Russian, Steve would translate. Right me. Now, they were big, fly, they were big flyer fans. I remember for some reason, like you know, I guess when you're in Ukraine or Russia, you just pick an NHL team and you just root for them because you don't have a city association, you know. Right but now, yeah, so you catch more bees with honey. Go ahead. Right now, I'm not dehydrated and I really have to pee. Are you seriously going to force yes. into a break? Uh, What's okay, with what the... We... Corona, corona, guys. <laughs> guys, can you do... Corona, can you guys send us, like, some kind of beer that doesn't automatically make people want to piss every 10 minutes? And a Jeez. check. <laughs> <laughs> a check, too. Right, we'll, we'll take a break yeah. so Pete can take a piss. We'll be back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Guiding Greatness is an exclusive video series presented by Delta Airlines that offers insight from some of the most successful NCAA college basketball coaches. We're, sh- we're tugging back the curtain to hear from the, some of the NCAA's most compelling leaders, men who've seen it all and heard it all. 
and who are now willing to share their experience with stories of leadership, consistency, pressure, heartbreak, victory, disappointment, drama, conflict, and glory. Guiding Greatness presents human stories told through the first-person recollections, images, slash video, and with authentic enthusiasm, thoughtful insights, and passionate dedication to the game, the institution, the people, and the players. You know, one of, one of the guys. Is, yeah, one of the guys is Coach K. Obviously, he's Coach know, K. He's the most what about John Wood? Coach. What about John Wood? He's dead. I know, but you <laughs> some of the great quotes. You know, some of the great quotes were from John Wooden, though, right? True, but you got you have interviews, interviews with coaches oh, that, that are coaching oh, now. Oh, you got a live yeah. interviews now. You know, okay, the final four going on. You guys, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. You guys course. do any brackets or what? I suck at the brackets, bro. Yeah, yeah. And Peter doesn't get into NCAA for some reason. One of the rare degenerate things he doesn't do. But I got a lot of friends that are big into the NCAA. I mean, I, I still watch it once in a while. Uh, last year, I lost in the title game at Wisconsin. Did you? Oh. They had a big upset a few days ago. Yeah, Wisconsin. they did. Yeah. Xavier, buzzer beater. Did you see who was Sunday it? night. Who mm. was, who was, uh, was it uh, Bill Murray? Yeah, uh, he was Or Chevy Chase? One of those guys Bill was Murray. miserable. Yeah. Miserable at the three-point shot. <laughs> was hit at the buzzer, right? He's... <laughs> He was a big Xavier guy. I, guess I love was, Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, so do I. You Who doesn't love a, Bill Murray? You think he was a big Xavier guy or he had big money on Xavier? I don't know. Maybe. I, think I think he's his alma mater. He had eggs had him. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, guys, go to guiding greatness, guidinggreatness.com and you'll see this stuff. It's it's really cool. If you're in NCAA, if you're into basketball, and just if you're into sports anyway. You're in Delta Airlines too. Just go. And, yeah, and hearing great coaches. I mean, it's very cool. So definitely check it out, guidinggreatness.com. And boom. And we're back. I was putting on my sunglasses instead of my earphones. Can you imagine that? All right, so we're back, and uh, Pete's freshly pissed, so he's good. Pishasti, do taposto. Yeah. All right, good. Nice good. and empty. All right, so the next, uh, we'll go on through the showtime schedule. we got to take your calls. So uh, I'm still not used to taking these calls, so we'll go on a little bit over the time. But, Steven, what's the next after the Pavek and Wilder fight? You know, probably, like, as much as you like April, I like June. Uh-huh. You got We got Provodnikov, showtime debut. We've been trying to get him over for a year, finally. And he's always exciting. Limited as he may be, he can punch. Exciting as hell. He's fun. There, there, there's a limited number of fighters that you want to see whether they win or lose. Yes, yes. You know, and he's, he's one, one of them. them. Yep. He's one of them. I love that you guys got him over because it's, it's so many more. The, the spectrum just became. And he's fighting uh, John Molina, who himself, if you stand in front of him, will okay. give as good as he takes. He was in a war like, with I Matisse. I almost feel guilty for like getting this fight because I'm, like, uh, like, I'm a bad person no. for making this fight. Like, no, because, these guys are going to kill each other. Yeah, but you know what? It's going to be entertainment. Molina Molina was one guy, he's got such slow feet that when he fought Brona, he looked like he never put on boxing gloves in his life. That's, right. that's a credit to Brona. But when he fought Matisse, it was a war because John Molina can punch, and if you're in front of him, you know, he'll let go of that arsenal right. as well. So it's going to be interesting, his fight with Provodnikov, because as the ancient saying says, styles make fights. So I, I like yep. this fight. And also, one more tidbit on this. Is, it, is that Hall of Fame weekend? This is Hall, Hall of Fame weekend. Yes, yep. we finally got a Hall of Fame. We, we took got it from Hall Joe, of Fame weekend. We took it from yes. HBO. Finally. Yes. We got Hall of Fame weekend. weekend. Wow. We yep. can go to the Hall of Fame. And like yep. hang out, and, and like I've been trying to go back, and we can hang out and work the fight. Yep. Boom, Pete, you should. Absolutely. You gotta come up that week. You gotta come up. Upstate New York. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But um, <laughs> upstate New York, jerk off. Um, Turning Stone Casino. I think. Uh, Why would we do a podcast from there? Why don't we record a show? Yeah, yeah, you're you're I would, but he's, he's a, a jerk off. He, he got go. a casino. He complains he doesn't have enough gambling in his life. He's got a casino updates and everything. Uh, Camacho Senior is yes. gonna be inducted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all. You're not gonna go, Stella. That's awesome. You're not gonna go though. Do we fly there? It's an hour <laughs> flight. You really want to take the puddle jumper? I'd rather. We probably yeah. do fly though, right, Steve? Yeah, we'll fly. We'll fly. And then I, don't I like think, those planes. look, the there's no way that that anyone's going to put a, du- a better double header on the air than than June 25th. Boom! And what's that? Thurman versus Porter and Quayer Mars. Oh wow! I mean, that's there's not uh, two two. That's a those are two just mud fights. Just yeah. guys are going to get down and dirty in the trenches with those fights. Both fights. I mean, two. T- 
top five in each division, top yep. five welterweights, top five featherweights, mm-hmm. you know. And physical guys, not yep. just top five, but top five with physical styles. With, and you, you know what? Buy you. you know who's underappreciated, mm-hmm. I feel? Abner Morris. Yeah. He he's one like, of my favorite fighters. Like He, he finds a way to win no matter what. He brings it every single time. He's, and he's had one of the toughest schedules. He really right. has. He really he, has. You know, he, he doesn't take easy fights. And I'll, and I'll tell you what happened in this one. We had, you know, it was originally going to be Fernando Montiel, mm-hmm. which, you know, he looked good against Selby. You know, didn't win, but he looked good. It's a completely credible fight. You know, I, and I think what it was, we're sitting together. He was at the Santa Cruz fight mm-hmm. at Kiko Martinez. You know, and something made him say, you know what? When I rematch with Santa Cruz, I want it to be on equal terms. I need to go get a title. Yeah. So he came in and said, I want Cuellar. Yeah. Like he already had an easier fight. No, he's, he said, he's just I not want that Cuellar. Guy. Yeah, he's not yeah, that and, guy. And, he, and his uh, body of work proves that. You know? yeah. uh, I, I think you know what it is? Sometimes guys aren't appreciated when they fight too many top guys. So when you fight too many top guys, you're going to get beat. And Abner Morris has gotten beat because he's fought a lot of top guys. You know, guys that don't fight the top guys all the time, you know, they manage to win a little bit more than maybe the guys that fight top guys. But Abner is always in a great fight whether he wins or he loses. Yeah. And uh, that's what makes you appreciate him. It's like you said, there's some guys in boxing that you want to watch whether they win or lose. And Abner is one of them. Cuellar is going to always be one of them because he's got that that uh, mean style and big punching yeah. style. Southpaw, awkward. I don't know. It's going to be a rough fight. It's going to be a physical fight. Both guys are. Because even the Thurman Porter fight is two physical welterweights, two natural welterweights, two guys have not started a super lightweight like a lot of the welterweights did. Um, I like the fights. I like the card. No. And then then probably in July, not for sure, but probably in July, Santa Cruz and Frampton. What's the date on that? Probably, I'm thinking maybe toward the end, the end of July. Toward the end of July. July. Do we got any free time in August? I want to. I was thinking of going to Italy. We're good. We're good. good. Go go see some girls. Go do whatever (laughs) you're gonna do. Actually, Italy's my family time, but you know, figure it out there too. Steve, you know what I wanted to ask? What what year in law school did they teach you how to tweet or lack (laughs) thereof? No, I mean, I've seen. This guy's Spit the best. it out, Junior. What are you saying? <laughs> He's the best on Twitter. Well, if you if you, you watch it, if you watch it, people will be like, Stephen, you know, this is bullshit because of this, and I think you know boxing is going to shit because of this, and then what do you think about this? And he'll go, possibly. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Steve, that's what a what a fucking interaction. <laughs> Talk about give and take. This is like. What what you can't I've win it. You wondered. can't nobody. You can't ever win a Twitter argument. You can't. Right. You can't. No matter what you say, people are gonna gonna rip you for it. But I don't know when this became so serious. Like mm-hmm. you know, you want to do. We all want to do a good job. We all want to be good at our job. Mm-hmm. But we're not curing cancer. <laughs> right. You know, we're not. We're not searching for you know the secret to you know curing us. Extending a life. Difference. No. No. This is it's entertainment. Part of the fun of this is engaging. You know, mm-hmm. you can't watch boxing without arguing with people about boxing. You know, you know it's part of the sport. It's one of the things that makes it great, right? And and for just the way you engage, you know, you know, you, both of you engage a lot more than you should. You know, well, yeah. me, me and Pete don't, don't, don't agree on a lot of shit. Yeah, you know? no, but I engage on uh, on Twitter. You mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is on Twitter. Pete gets like the the post ten p.m. whacked. <laughs> and then, he, and then he gets like, then he gets like more mad when he and he I'm checks like, his Twitter, his Instagram. Stupid there's an app. There's an app. You can shut it down during certain hours. Right. You know now that, that, right? that would be to kill the fun for Peter because Peter right. gets whacked and then and he's, he's like, like, he looks oh. forward to the fights. He's he like, actually oh, looks forward to the fights. I he trains for them first. Them. He started Literally. training for them at like seven, while taking a, starting to drink. And so by ten, he's like fully ready to fight. I'm in rare form, ready to go. And they're like, "You're Paulie's water boy." I'm like. 
Wow, you're so fucking creative, you dickhead. You got 11 followers. You don't have a picture of yourself up. And you're sitting there bashing me about PBC as if I'm like the advocate for PBC. PBC, right. You know what I mean? Oh, you just kiss Paulie's ass or whatever he says. I'm like, no, I'm just a fight fan, you fucking dumb bastard. That's one of my favorite things. Like, at a certain point, because, you know, the guys at HBO don't engage, you know, there's not a lot of guys, you know, in the sport who are making decisions who will engage on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I get... I get heat for everything. Yeah, people are tweeting me like, "Oh, I don't like Broner Theopane." I'm like, "Has nothing to do with me. That's not my fight." <laughs> it's on Spike. It's on Spike, dude. Like, it's like, what? What are you? You take it up with Spike, right? Take it up with Spike, buddy. Yeah, tweet Spike TV or whatever their right. their handle is. It, it isn't me. Yeah, no, I get a lot of shit too. My political views, my boxing views. But lately, I got, I got actually. Uh, Gang, it was like I felt I felt intruded, like it was intrusive. <laughs> really? You know what they say? It was like um, a gang. It was like a gang. They're like troll. a gang bang. We <laughs> call we call them low life scumbags on Brooklyn to the world. We call that's what we refer to them. But they, they, I guess they're called. And what trolls. they do? It was like they made you feel like vulnerable. They, no, no, no. They have they have. <laughs> Pictures of Al Heyman as their as oh, their default. Oh yeah, yeah. The, this yeah, there's a couple of guys that are like <laughs> yeah. Heyman haters. And then, yeah. and then I'm going back and forth with the guy, and I'm like, wait, so you're complaining about PBC, but you're okay with paying eighty dollars for Canelo vs Khan? And then, uh, like, and then he goes after that, and he goes. Listen, I like PBC. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Did you just say you like PBC? That doesn't come off like you like PBC <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Well, look, I, I mean, look, since, since we're on the topic, I'll, you know, look, we'll address it. Look, don't be a lawyer, Steve. No, no, no. I'm like, you know, you look at PBC, you know, I'm not going to say that they have the best strategy or the worst strategy. I don't know if the strategy is going to work. Nobody does. Like, people mm-hmm. criticize it. But PBC. You know, Al and others, they're taking their shot. Right. Okay. But you've so. also got to create the product. And I feel like if you look at, like I said earlier, the setups and the fights like Joel Williams versus the winner of Trout and Charlo, the winner of Algerian Spence, I believe, becomes Kel Brook's mandatory. You've <laughs> got to let things marinate. You don't you don't plant the seed and then complain when the flower doesn't grow the next day. Like you, You've got to right. allow things to marinate and kind of uh, it's been a year. build themselves it's up. And I feel year. like this is the year where eventually, by the end of the year, we're going to get some big fights. But I, let, let it happen, you fucks. Let it happen already. I actually, I actually said that to the guy, too. Uh, I'm going back and forth with people because then other people chime in. And I'm like, I'm like, well, just for a second, just so you know, HBO's been around 40 years. Showtime's been around 30 years. It's PBC's first year. I mean, what do you want? Like 12 months right. and What do you expect now, right? yeah. to happen in the first year? And plus, not to mention, you saw some great fight. Darrell versus DeGale? I mean... The, there was some some really good fights I'll out tell there. You, the, Golaki and uh, Hulk. I mean, yeah. come my, on. my favorite fight might have been uh, Seal Rodriguez. Right, it, mm-hmm. Seal's right. That was oh yeah, really Edwin, out of yeah. nowhere. That was yeah. a great fight. Yeah. Yeah. Quillen, Quillen versus Lee. I yeah. mean, th- there's a lot of good fights. What's yeah. uh, my point is? What's your issue? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's what. Like, I don't have any problem with people who say, "Look, the strategy's wrong," or some of the fights. You know, say whatever you want, but. They're trying to expand the sport, right? And that deserves some credit. There's, there's not many other people within the sport who are taking a shot at. And expanding again, it. and again, to to your defense, if it's not CBS, it has nothing to do with you. No, 
Oh, no, that's all right. I'm, I'm, somebody made me the king of boxing. I'll, I'll take responsibility for all of it, right? For everything. That Steven, thing, that you thing suck, at Foxwood, man. Yeah, that thing at Foxwood, Polly. I'm sorry. I should have fixed that for you way yeah, back. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, Stephen B. Everybody's gonna blame you. I'm gonna blame you too. I didn't even know <laughs> you were old too. But you know what? Fuck that, Stephen. Yeah, something something should have happened doing? at Foxwood to allow me to fight that fight. You're right. What were you doing? Because it cost then? me two fights. Because then with the DB goes against Ryan Moraldo again two weeks later when he fails his drug test, and that fight got canceled too. Speaking I got of two fights canceled on the price of one. Speaking of DBE. A potential volume. <laughs> speaking of DBE, he's the opposite of Steven as far as tweets. Debella's like. Debella goes in hand yeah, too, right? Oh, yeah, good job. What about this date when you did this, you dumb fuck? And I'm like, get him, Lou. Get him, Lou. Lou's <laughs> a maniac. Lou's a maniac. People in the tweet. Best possible sense. Right. People tweet Steven like, you suck. You, you're an asshole. Boxing sucks. And he's like, Thank you. <laughs> Lou's Lou, like, Lou's fuck like, you. <laughs> he's like, go kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Dan Rayfield were going at it. Oh, I hate Dan Rayfield with a fucking passion. If I no. could get in the ring with anybody, me being a fat fuck and him being a fat fuck, I would love to beat the shit out of that fucking What about guy. a sumo match? Uh, no, nah, he beats me in a sumo match. Come on. <laughs> he fucking eats me like a hot dog. <laughs> but, um, so we we got to take calls? We got to take calls. What do we mean? Yeah, I mean, we have Steven here. We're finishing up with Steven. What do we got? We're, we're hanging out right now. I put it on the block. Oh, that's it. Oh, oh we, <coughs> we, we, we delayed today and everybody's... It's a little you know, delayed. I can make yeah. it happen, though. Yeah, that's it. We uh, we apologize to our fans. This is the problem with the, with this calling shit. We got to like get it like sorted out to where we got a, a certain time for just calls. Maybe we need a day for just calls and a day where we bullshit. We can do that. What about that? But hey, then, I have, then I have to be a two times a week, Seth. The, the, the CBS no, you people got it. Steven, and you're, and you're, you're here too. You know what is your fault? Your, your over CBS show time. You guys got to up my pay if I'm going to be here two times a week. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, Peter calls these an extra check because he's got to miss work for the shit. I uh, I can't yell at the guest because he's actually our boss and we could get launched right <laughs> the fuck out of here in a second. But uh, that's why we were missing the calls. Yeah. Um, that's right. You, uh, you, should, you should cut me off. We're, we're going to figure out a plan. For fans at home, what do you guys think we should do? I mean, maybe a, maybe a day of just calls and a day of of, of our uh, just uh, our opinions. Because no, we uh, figure we get a whole show out of just our opinions here, and there's not enough calls. And a day of rest. You know. But they, no, I, I think you should go. Look. A day of rest. Yeah, no, a day of rest no matter who's in here, you take calls from 6 to 6.30, period. Yeah. Me, yeah. you know. Obama, whoever you're gonna have in here, like you don't want that fucking here. Yeah, well, he, he cost me money too. Yeah. He's 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 hanging out and fucking. Uh, what is he hanging out? We got a call. We got a call. Sure, here. if you want one. Oh, Brooklyn to the world. Uh oh. Oh, no. we got we got one. What's yeah. up? What's going on what's over here, fellas? What's up, bro? What's going on? What's going on? This is Corey. What's the good yeah, word? Oh, Corey. What's up, buddy? What's good? Talk hey, to us. We got we got the boss in the house, Steven Espinosa from Showtime. My boss at Showtime. So if you have any other quite questions, boxing and whatnot, or just anything else you want to oh, talk yeah. about, let's have it. I got plenty of boxing. I got plenty of. Let's get it off your chest. Just get it all your chest. Yeah, just get it off. You sound like you got a lot to say. Well, you know, I, I let Peter into uh, one of my DraftKings leagues earlier this year. Oh, that's the guy. He beat me like that's fucking five uh, weeks. Yeah, bro, you suck at DraftKings, don't you, bro? The F.U. Schneiderman league. Yo, he, he named the league <laughs> F. Fuck Schneiderman. <laughs> Fuck Schneiderman is right. That's the guy that killed exactly. DraftKings in New York. Oh, that's Eric right. Schneiderman. That's right. Fuck, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we're not Eric Schneiderman uh, You know that's a scam, here. though. We, we'll do a show, like... 
<laughs> we'll do a show on that. It's a scam. Yeah, it's we all should about do a money. Show. Yeah, yeah. Ah, just like the marijuana companies were. It's all. It's all bullshit. It's all, they, oh, they legalize marijuana. Where you legalize fucking DraftKings? I right, got it. What is it? about money? What's going on, Corey? Talk to us. Now, my, hey, I want to ask you. Go ahead. Ask away. I'll give you three names. Go ahead. Three boxes. I want to know your honest opinion. Is this going to be like one of those, what is the first word that comes to your mind when I say something? Because they do this right before the no, way no, is to no, check no, if no, I'm Because who you want to marry? I'm not going to do All right, go ahead. I'm going to ask you, Danny Garcia, overrated? No, I don't think Rated. he's overrated. I, right. I, I think he, I'll tell you what, I'm, I might get some shtick for it. I think he's one of the rare top flight fighters who are totally clean and haven't touched steroids. Thank you, and I'm gonna thank get some shit for that because I, a lot of every, every top flight fighter wants to pretend they're on they're they're not on shit. But I, I, I Danny Garcia is one of the uh, that's why I, you don't give him shticky wins. One of the rare top flight fighters that haven't touched steroids for me. All right, go ahead. Well, all right, uh, Triple G, monster, uh, uh, ah. big puncher, monster, uh, scariest middleweight out there. Uh, I'd like to see him with Ward, but he won't move up. What are we gonna do? Yeah. What about uh, Kovalev? Kovalev. Uh, uh, Sergey Kovalev, uh, he's another monster, light heavyweight. Uh, I, I don't think he's as, as uh, fundamentally sound as Golovkin, but uh, he might be an even bigger puncher, uh, scary guy as well. Uh, I look forward to him and Ward. I just, yeah, I just don't feel like I just, I just don't feel like it's fair with HBO to Andre Ward though that they wouldn't make Golovkin go up to fight Ward. But they did the same thing to Ward that Golovkin wouldn't do. They they forced Ward to do what Golovkin wouldn't do. Thanks a lot, Corey. Corey, keep kicking pizza ass and DraftKings once we get it back, because we're going to fuck Schneiderman up until we, he brings it back later. From Brooklyn to the world. Hey, you hung up on me. Oh, you? I see the cards over there. Who's this? It's Corey again. Corey. Corey, we gave you the... <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey, you know what's funny? Money. What's that? We Peter, Peter was rushing me call. off the call with you because he wanted to take the next call, and it, it was you, you all over again. <laughs> Corey, uh, can you do me a favor? You keep fucking Pete up with DraftKings, fucking Pete up on the phone. Corey, do me a favor. Stop stop calling with you and your best friend at the same time because I'm trying to get more than one line here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Later. Hey. Corey, we apologize. Peter, Peter calls us a jerk off. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so no, that's 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 uh, that was an interesting call. Yeah, that kid beat my fucking ass like every week. I think I beat him. Is that the why first you keep week. hanging up on him, bro? Yeah, well, I man. feel like Seth should be in charge you, of the phone. You, know, oh, you see like, what Peter's doing? Like just hanging up algorithms and stuff. They got little computer programs. You, yeah. You're sitting there like checking stats in the newspaper. They got computer yeah. algorithms. Uh, the guys, the guys from, no. uh, from uh, the I other don't even check company. the fucking no, stats. The guy, that's what I mean. Peter doesn't even check the stats. Yeah, I, I, know, I like I this game. I lose every day. I go in my heart. I'm like, yeah, fucking Eli's going to have a big game That's why he doesn't win. Right, right. But the people that check the stats, what was the other one? DraftKings, what was the other one? FanDuel. The guys at FanDuel were like getting like let's all the info what, and going to DraftKings and gambling. Let's see what the call is. Go say. ahead. Go ahead. That's what I mean. We're not too disorganized over here. Brooklyn to the world. Team Malinagi, so they bury me six feet underground. What's up, Chad? My man. Team what's going on? My man. Up, how's it going? I'm blessed, bro. What can I say? God is good. That's it. That's it. Stay strong, brother. Bro, I personally think <laughs> you make Garcia look like shit, bro. Well, you know, I, I had little, sp I had some spots in there, but Danny's a solid fighter. He's a, he's a good fighter, and uh, you know, I mean, maybe on another day it would have had a better, better, better day for me. I got, I got no qualms about it though. Danny's Thanks a solid for the fighter. Call, Carlos. Carlos, stay up. Peter just keeps Brooklyn hanging up on to the world. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> finally, finally, what's going on? All right, we got a Brit. We got a Brit. Woo! Oh, Brit's on. Brit's got my, my yeah. man. What's going on? Yo, I'm a big fan, man. Great you to every day. Great to have every you. What's your name, buddy? Huh? What's your name? We gotta get a name so we we know our listeners. Yeah, it's Jag, J-A-G. Jag, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Like Jagger. Uh, Jag, Jag sounds a little like Amir yeah. Khan to yeah. me. Yeah, you're from no, Bolton. No, Jag Singh, man, Jag Singh. Oh, okay. Jag Singh. Where the, things, man. Where are the guys who are the taxi drivers in New York? Oh, okay. okay. All right, all right. But you don't drive like them. You don't drive like them, Jag. You don't no, drive no, like no, one of these. No, 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 they're no, the worst no, drivers. No, they no, they no. almost kill me every single day I'm in Manhattan. I almost get killed by one of them. So, Go ahead, Jag. Jag. Yeah. What's on your mind today, Jag? What's on my mind? Oh, man, a couple of things. I was going to say, yeah. Listen, when are you going to fight in England again? Because that's uh, very important. Well, I, first of all, I got to make weight in order to fight, and I'm very heavy right now, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a far, very far away from a fight. But if I do fight again, of course, I'm always interested in England. Uh, the fans are great. Ricky uh, Hatton. Ricky Hatton was great. You and Ricky at, at cruiserweight. <laughs> Me and Ricky yeah. at cruiserweight. That's what Steve is making fun of my way. You believe this, Jack? Jack, the, Jack, take care of my dirty work and take care of my, 40th, uh, my boss, Steven Espinosa. Yeah, yeah. For their 40th birthday. Yeah. Jack, so, thanks yeah, for the call, yeah. man. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, um, I was gonna, one of the things. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, when you lot were talking about Trump and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with some of it, and don't get me wrong, I agree with some of Bernie, but there is no one in the middle because yeah, you look what happened in um, what I don't know where it was today. Somewhere in Europe, they did another bombing. Yeah. You can't stop between a rock and a hard place. You do yeah. something, you get called a racist. Yeah. You do nothing, you get these attacks. So no, you're right. You're 100 percent right, Jack. Right. It's, it's I feel like there's no right answer with that, and it's a difficult thing to say. It's difficult to speak about politics because there's always somebody that gets offended. Uh, my thing about when I speak about politics, I have I have the best intentions in mind, and I, I and I, I try to root for people that I feel might have the best intentions in mind. But it doesn't mean you're always right, and that's the bottom the, yeah. the bottom line for that. Thanks, Jack. Thanks cool. for the call, man. We look forward to hearing from you again. Say hello to the yeah. Queen for us, bud. <laughs> Brooklyn to the world! <laughs> what's up, Peter? What's up, Chant? What's up, Seth? What's, what's up, up? What's up? Who's this? Uh, this is D from Chicago. D, Love what's up, man? We're also in the studio today with Steven Espinosa, our boss of Showtown. Oh, wow, wow. Big up, up, up to Steve. Uh, quick question, Champ. Yo, just, just messing around. Uh, I remember uh, Seth was saying that uh, his stepfather. His name was um, Schneiderman. Maybe, maybe we can get uh, the Attorney General down there as a special. Yeah, you guest can pull some strings. You're going to help us out. Hey, can we get a Schneiderman in the in the can office? We get can we that do that? Fucking scumbag, cocksucker down here. Oh can we my do that? We'll do, we'll, we'll do him like I heard so. Zab Judah and his father did to Don King. They 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 went to his office and just beat his ass for the for the release. I can, I can can we, pull, do we do that? I can pull my Jew card on him. Yeah, yeah. Pull right. that yeah. fucker. Okay. Use your Jewish connection, Seth, and get get your fellow Jew on, and we we can have a little sit down with him. Call Jewish mafia. Take care of that cocksucker. Sucker over here. Can I, can, can I just say something? Because uh, I kept my, my mouth quiet the entire 90 minutes I'm here. This is not Brooklyn to the world. This is like Midtown Manhattan to the world. Right. You realize that. But we're, yeah, we're, from Brooklyn, we're in Manhattan. So. We're from Brooklyn. No, it's sort of like, so, can yeah. you start doing that? We're Midtown Manhattan. You don't like the sound creative. of that. Manhattan. You know what it is? Midtown Manhattan South doesn't have as much of an edge to it. You're Brooklyn, right. Brooklyn in like 20 years won't have an edge to it anymore because the new oh, no, Brooklyn. It if you're born in Brooklyn after the year 2000, you can't even represent in a hardcore fashion. No. What is it, Pete? What is it? You want to hang up on people again? <laughs> Brooklyn to the world. Everybody. Oh, Seth, you have control phones from now on. This guy is killing me. Oh, hello. Who's this? This is Jem. I'm from London. Jem, what's up? Another Brit. Whoa! What's going on? We <laughs> love the Brits. You guys, listen, you guys are so Italian. You're we so are. Lame. Well, that's what we are. We are Italian, <laughs> definitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sauce, I've, not I've, gravy. Ne- I've never, I've never been anything else. I assure I you, I've always been. <laughs> I'm messing with you, buddy. So, what's on your mind? <laughs> nah, listen. I wanted to to call. I listen to your guys' show every week. 
I really enjoy it. I listen to it every you. day, six in the morning. When I get myself into work, I enjoy your podcast. It's, it's great. And it's, Thanks, man. I wanted to give my two cents. You know, I hear you guys saying, you know, call up and, uh, you know, of course, let of course. you guys know. And, you know, obviously when you were talking about all the, the kind of political stuff last week and I wanted to obviously touch on that and even more so obviously today with everything obviously that happened, you know, with of course. Brussels and, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, it's just interesting because I think obviously where I'm from the UK, you know, it's a very kind of, London is a very multicultural city. It is, I've been there. Yeah. And, I, and I know, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of work over here and stuff and, you know, I, I, I think that what you're trying to see sometimes when you speak to different people, especially across the world, necessarily their views across kind of how things are dictated across what's going on so things that's going on in the middle east and when you guys are talking about trump and what his his views are and what he wants to do and what you know how things are projected over to the states and how it's projected over here in the uk it's two different sides and yeah i think sometimes it's nice to kind of speak with different people so they can obviously get a flip side yeah. of it but you know when i hear trump say things like you know if i was in charge you know i would go in and i would and i would bomb you know, bomb these ISIS guys. And people are like, yeah, and that's what, you know, the average person will be sitting there thinking, yeah, well, that's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. But then what, what makes me, you know, nervous or what makes everybody kind of sit back, especially everything that we've been through before with Iraq and Afghanistan, it's like, what does this guy think he's going to, like, what does he, what's he looking for? Well, here's he's the thing. I think, yeah, you know, here's the thing. I, I think by making the borders a little tighter, and you, people are going to criticize me because, you know, my family's from immigrant parents as well. And they say, oh, if you make the borders tighter, how would your family have got here? We're living a different time now. You know, having loose borders, terrorists can take advantage of loose borders. So it's unfortunate that terrorists have to ruin it for everybody. But terrorists ruin it for me every day. I fly multiple times a month. The fact that my security line at the airport is 10 times as long as it used to be, you know, terrorists ruin that for me too. So, so in the yeah. end, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's... The terrorist regime in general, obviously, they've been pushed in some ways. I feel like we've been way, uh, in the U.S., we've been way too involved in the Middle East. And I feel like you got to mm. let sleeping dogs lie sometimes. And you've got to let people just handle their own problems. And so I think we've gotten to the point where in the U.S. where we've pissed off these people to the, to the point where now they're mad at us. And now we have no choice but to defend ourselves. I, I, yeah. Believe me, if this was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I wouldn't be so pro, like, oh, we know we've got to go back after them. But at this point, there's because... Somebody like Bush put us in such a hole, in my opinion, where yeah. he just went after Saddam Hussein and he went after everybody instead of just letting him run over, run his own regime. Now, you've got this dangerous situation where you're back into the wall. You kind of have to fight. You've kind of got to tighten the borders. You've got to do things that, that maybe I wouldn't have agreed with before, but... If it's either my family going to get hurt or somebody else going to get hurt, you know, I, I've got to go with the other person, you know, getting hurt. I don't want my family hurt. I don't want my loved ones getting hurt. And, of course, it hasn't been my choice uh, with the political decisions that this country has made. But it, this, the, the, based on the political decisions this country has made, we are at a certain risk now here. The civilians are. not. The, that's, the, that's the problem here. Yeah, the, the politicians, politicians make, the politicians make the decisions, and then the civilians are the ones that are at risk. The politicians are never at risk. You know, they're never anywhere where they're going to get shot, bombed, or anything. Civilians are. You know, so they put us at risk with their decisions. So based on this, now, of course, that's that's the reason I'm saying, okay, you know, you need somebody who's going to take a no bullshit approach. You know, because loose borders, loose, uh, 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 more, uh, an e more easier going regime. Terrorists are going to laugh at you. You know, they're going to take advantage. You know, they, they take advantage of any weakness they have because, honestly, ISIS, they're good too. You know what I mean? As far as they're good at what they do. You know, they, they scope out their plan and they, and they execute it like they did this morning. You know, I don't want to be in a position where I'm, the plane I'm on is getting bombed. I don't want to be at the airport when something happens. I don't want to be yeah. in the train. I don't want to. I have close family and friends that take the trains here every day, every single day, and I worry about them every single day. I don't want to end up with somebody I care about being on the train one day when something bad happens. You know, so. 
you know, it's unfortunate that it's come to this point. I, I don't think we're ever going to live the same again. I, I, I don't think no. the rest of our lives will ever be as it was we're, 20 years ago. We're not. But wherever your politics are, there's one thing that I think all intelligent people can, can agree on. And that's yeah. that there isn't a simple solution. It's no. not as simple as let's you, you, bomb you the shit out of them. Idea from the sky. Yeah, no. you, you can't build a wall. Yeah. It, it it takes some complexity, and that's what bothers me about Trump. Is he saying, look, it's as simple as building a wall, bombing the shit out of them. Well, here's the thing about the wall. It's for me, the wall wasn't really about the Mexicans. For me, the wall is if Mexicans people are, are illegal in general, using general from Central America, find it find ways to get into the through the border without a wall. Don't you think ISIS terrorists see the same thing? They they see that entrance as well. They're not stupid, you know. No, they not. So, no. so that, the, that, the wall is more based on preventing terrorists than anything else. I mean, for me, I you know I don't have anything against anybody else that wants to come over. If I was there, I'd probably want to come over too, you know. But, yeah, I mean the the thing is, for you, like a lot of the time, you know, when you know it's with these guys, a lot of the time is when they're talking about these ISIS. I mean, one of the things that pisses me off a lot is they give them too much fucking media hype. Oh, 100%. No, that's like, part of that's part of what sells like, newspapers. Oh, it's part of what yeah, sells newspapers. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. You know, I never watched... Me and Peter Cars never watched the news. We've watched the news every week now. <laughs> every week. It's crazy. Tonight's a debate. Yeah. Peter's watching again tonight. You know, Peter became yeah. a politician. He, he always on Twitter and Instagram. Like, Listen, folks. I used to go to Peter's house at night, and all there was was boring-ass reality shows. The Kardashians, uh, uh, all this bullshit that I, I feel like I get stupid every time I watch it. Listen, now, all of a sudden, folks. he's watching political shows. Listen, Trump, Trump listen, listen folks, we're going to make America great again. We're going to build a wall. <laughs> oh, man. Mexico's going to pay for it. Yeah, they're going to pay for it. They say no, but they're going to pay for it. Guys, the, the uh, problem with Peter is once he gets drunk, you don't realize if he's tongue-in-cheek or not. He's tongue-in-cheek right now, guys. So don't, We're going to build a wall. Anybody listening right now, don't take him seriously, please. He's on his fourth corona or fifth corona or <laughs> Steve, whatever he's on. Steve's uh, Latino. Um... Steve's you're gonna not, throw you through a window himself. You're, you're not afraid of any, you know. You're not going anywhere. You're a citizen. You, you're here legally. <laughs> no, like I, 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 I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait until Trump tries to throw 11 million Mexicans right. out. Like, I want to see thing, that happen. That's yeah, the thing. You can't just throw people out. Whoever's here is here. Be like, the, the, I feel like you got to tighten the borders from people getting here. But whoever's here has to stay here. You can't just throw people out. All right, I want to see. I agree with that. I want. Thanks, I, I want to see him call, go to East brother. LA. Thanks, brother. And, we appreciate you. Start deporting people. No, that's that. But you I was know, call. that was a smart call. That was great. Um, Kasich, Kasich had a great point. When listen, it came. listen to this guy. Yeah, no, he's messing in case. He's mentioning like uh, like guys were lurking the dark horses of the <laughs> political media too. You know, no, because he's mentioning Kasich. You listen, imagine? I, I get a kick out of Trump, and and he rouses everybody up. The only I thing like he used that. to know before Scott Disick. Now he knows Kasich. <laughs> you imagine? Go ahead. All right, cool. I go. <laughs> yeah, you All go. Right. Go ahead. So, I get a kick out of Trump. That's really. The main thing of it, and and he has balls, and I feel like he. But I think have he means a, well too. Shut the fuck up, Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Kasich had a legit, like, just plan for immigration because, also again, Rubio, who I liked, said, "You're talking about Mexicans, and you're talking about this, and you want to build a wall. What about extended visas? That's the majority of the problem. That you know, somebody comes here from Russia, somebody comes from Europe, just say." And they have a 90-day stay, they end up getting a job off the books, and they're here forever. You know, so the way Trump went about it was horrible, obviously, and everybody got offended. Mexicans got offended. That was a stupid. The way he said it was horrible. He didn't have his guy over his shoulder saying, "Listen, this is what you should say." But I think overall the message wasn't wrong. Secure the borders, but you know, Kasich was like, "No one is going to go and get." 
11 and a half million people out of their homes and send them back to another country and stir up and ruin families? What, I mean, you have a kid, you have a kid who's going to school. Now, oh, your father is illegal, so he's got to go. I mean, that's just a, that's not well, the American way. That's not any kind well, of way. Families Look, up. The, right. Wait, the agricultural system will collapse. A lot of the food service will collapse. What like, are you trying to say? Mexicans are only good at being waiters and busboys? That's not at all what I'm saying. Oh, all right. But <laughs> wait, no, wait until you take harder. a whole 11 million out of them. But here's the problem, too. And Steve, I'm going to go one further than that. Americans have this uh, chip on their shoulder like they deserve everything. You know what I'm saying? Like foreigners come right. here and work five times harder than American people. You know what I mean? And uh, Steven's got to go. Yeah. Uh, Steven, we're going to oh, no, let you no, go. No, but no, foreigners come here and work, work five times harder than, than American people do uh, uh, as a whole, you know, when, you, when you're speaking as a whole. So, like, if I'm a boss, I'm, I'm, if I'm a business owner, I'm hiring the guy that's working harder. It's working harder. Right. So foreigners come here, work harder, and, and they get paid less. I mean, they, it, of course, it, it makes business sense. Oh, the problem minute. with Americans is, the problem wait, with Americans is they're lefty. all entitled, dude. Seth, you're, you're going to give me the, <laughs> they're all fucking entitled. Americans are lazy fucks. It's one but, of the laziest cultures but, out there, but the bro. the businesses save money by they being sh- off the books, too. I understand that. Come on. I, but they're also getting more, 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 uh, more done. They get more done at the end of the day, bro. You know how many fucking people I know. How many fucking people? you just go fucking work and don't do shit. You know what I mean? I'm one of them. What are I you know. trying to say, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> so what? Well, I'm not gonna say anything when you two assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you ever go to fucking like Tokyo or something? They're busting their ass. Everything. They're washing a car. It's like they're. It's like you. You would think they're making a million dollars. They yeah. gotta do it perfect. Everything is. Everything <laughs> they do is perfect. Speaking you of the topic. I mean? Speaking of the topic, I got sat down by my my boss. My what? <laughs> at work he's like listen dude I know you got a lot of stuff going on with Paulie and your other fighters you know you got the podcast thing he goes this is your bread and butter you gotta make this work you're fucking taking naps all over the place <laughs> <laughs> everybody's fucking ratting you out he's like I love you to death you're a good kid but what the fuck are you doing and I'm like I'm like well like you said I got a lot going on he's like no, no, you take naps all over the place <laughs> yeah. now I want to walk. all over that's how he said it all over the place no cause he'll, what are you like under the desk no <laughs> what, are you, what are you like well we have hiding you're spots you're like George Costanza <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, hiding, nap we have hiding spots we have, hi- no, we have good hiding spots clearly you don't <laughs> not, not so, so good. good not so good there's fucking rats everywhere right but no, what he was starting to say is that we're lazy, and I, I can I can say I'm not the hardest working guy in the world. Well, it sounds like you got like five or six jobs, though. I'm trying until you get me a fucking real one. <laughs> oh, see, it's your fault. Back to blame everything on Steven. Back to blame everything on Steven. Everybody on Twitter, write to Steven Espinosa. We need a, we need a fucking job here. Boxing's his fault. My Maybe life we can do like a YouTube channel. Don't people tell us you we're gonna need a YouTube channel? Yeah, I told you. Show time put us on a YouTube channel or something. Maybe we can do that. With what about the camera right here? Like right at the money shot. Seth, what about us? What about us? We do that fucking YouTube channel shit. Yeah, we can do some shit so people can watch us. All right, maybe in the studio and bullshit and stuff. It's possible. Either way, now I have to really work. Like, and we gotta wrap this up. No, we, we, got, we got we got we got like seven or eight Showtime channels. I'm sure one of them we can put you I guys. I think on. so. Yeah. Uh, boom. There we think. go. There we like, go. Za. Showtime women. What do you guys think like about? Yeah. Yeah. Steven, what do you think about a reality show with these guys? I do. Like, right? you know what? Uh, with these two guys. One day, one day, <laughs> I am going to get into that. One day, but I have to throw some people under the bus. When I get into my almost right. reality show one day, right. and we got fucked. Me and Peter got fucked. This is about ten years ago. One day, I'm going to go onto it on the on the air. 
And I'm gonna and some people are gonna get thrown under the bus because well, we, we got fucked. We can't do it now. One day I'm gonna get into it. Me and Peter were no, no, Jersey Shore before Jersey Shore came out. I'm gonna get into the whole story one day. <laughs> right. And I assure you, it's not one of those bullshit things. You know, everybody thinks they should have, could have, would have, but they actually didn't. This is this story was actually a coulda, shoulda, woulda, but some people fucked up. The time is passed though. You can't do it now. Can never do. It. Yeah, that that that. So that, that, that that's what's sales. called teasing in the business. This is, this the is called a decade. You tease. You yeah. tease the next cliffhanger. Show. Right. You leave you hanging. All right, so that, that, that's our show for today. We got our, we, we've uh, invaded the, the studio today, and there's some other podcast I got to get on. Steven Espinosa, thanks for coming on. Anytime, the boss bro. going into the Showtime schedule. Chris De Blasio helping out. Seth Nyman always watch stat fact checker. Peter Cards sleeping, sleeping at work comes to the podcast and works hard though. Chris, how many how many range gains left in the season? Nine. Nine. Boom, motherfuckers. Nyman is no in German. And Rangers playing Islanders in the first round. We'll say, huh? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into more of that as the as the shows progress, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right now. We love you guys. Thanks for the calls. Boom. <laughs>